This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is yours, Julie John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> How many of you guys are? I was fucking born ready. Kidding me? Did you shake it more than twice? I shook it to completion. Welcome to Slash Radio. My name <laughs> is Mikey Bone, and I'm joined by Cat Malore and Rob Shake It Till It's Done Humphrey. That's right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You you asked. You set it up. What am I gonna say? <laughs> Not that. What did you think the answer to that question was gonna be? Yes. No. Done. We didn't need all that extra in between. We're coming in with a weird energy to this episode. Uh, we are back, guys. We are moving closer towards Halloween. We got a packed fucking show today. Packed, packed. We do. We do a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff to get to. Giveaways, drink roll call, racist memes. News. News of an interesting movie. Uh, can I start real quick before we get into any of that? Uh. I wanna, I wanna say good job to us. Yeah, good job to me. Yeah. Well, I said us. <laughs> me, yeah, I did good. You are included in us, unfortunately, <laughs> but good job to us. Uh, we, I've been listening. Like we have fun in the news, and you know, prior to it is a lot of ha ha he he. And when we get to the movie, I, I've been noticing when I'm when I'm editing these shows, like there's like there's a different tone. And, you know, we have fun, especially with certain things. We have fun with it. And, you know, we bring our energy with all that stuff. But we, I feel we've done a really good job with, like, really breaking stuff down. And I don't want to use the term deep diving because that's not exactly what we do. We're more of a conversational. But, you know, I, I just, I've been listening to a lot of our stuff. And even though we're not, it's not as laughy, jokey as the first half of the show. I think that's what we do really well is we can kind of put our nose, noses down and, you know, do what we got to do when we have to. We eventually right? focus. <laughs> eventually. <laughs> Time to put on the big boy pants. Yeah, we've been doing a good job with our with our breakdowns and, and all that stuff, I feel. All right, yeah. well, hold on. Wait till we get to that portion of this show. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to get to with this. Because, you well. I'm going to need some explaining. Uh-oh. Miss Valore is behind this one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I told somebody earlier that uh, the show was going to expose me for the dumbass that I am because <laughs> I didn't understand what the fuck I watched. And also, um, to cover up for it, I was just planning on using the words metaphor and subtext a lot. <laughs> you just gave away your whole scheme. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Nah, I'm drunk. I don't yeah. care. Unbelievable. Uh, speaking of drunk, can we get to drink roll call, please? Yeah, right out the gate. <laughs> right out the gate. I'm yeah. excited. All right. All right. Uh, who wants to go first? I can if you want. Go ahead. Yeah, you sound excited. Okay. 
I am drinking, and and it's a a concoction that I created on my own, but it it originates from in a can. And okay. I'm going to send a picture to to you guys in my group chat and everyone listening. Uh, I'm probably going to tweet it at some point. It will be in the Patreon. I am drinking an Irish coffee, an Irish Coca Cola coffee. What? I oh. sh- okay. I found right. in Best Buy a can of Coca Cola coffee. Yeah. Yes, I sent you guys a picture of it. Okay. It's legit Coca Cola coffee in a can. I've All had right. that. I will say, you get a lot of points for thinking to make it Irish. Yeah, that actually doesn't look too bad. Vanilla Coca Cola with coffee. Yeah, I, it's I pretty good. With that. I can get down with that. Yeah, and I took my uh, my Irish Sexton um, Walking Dead whiskey, and I mixed it with the Coca Cola coffee in a can. Oh, good for you! Look at you. That's me. some ingenuity, right? I'm not as dumb as I look all the time. Yeah, you look pretty dumb. But I'm not as dumb as I look all the time. That is the point. <laughs> Looks going to be deceiving. So, yeah, I was super excited. I looked at that. I was standing in line, pissed off at Best Buy. Don't get me started. But I'm standing there, and I'm looking in the the you know the soda thing that they have, and I'm like, does that say fucking coffee? And I'm staring at it the whole time in this line. And finally, I got out of the line, and I grabbed two. All right. Well, yeah. nice job. Yeah. yeah. Irish Coca-Cola coffee. <laughs> I am uh, double fisted tonight. Uh-huh. Excuse me. I got a uh, uh, pretty basic beer. I got uh, Sam Adams Oktoberfest because uh, tis the season. Uh, so mm-hmm. I picked that up today. Okay. And then uh, I also have a can of Liquid Death. Oh. <laughs> what did I tell you about that? I bought a whole new case today, Target. I told you to just get Poland Spring and send me the extra. It's the same nothing. Come on, it's there's no taste difference. It's the best water in the world, liquid death. Cat, what are you drinking? Uh so right now I'm just drinking wine. Normal wine. Uh mm-hmm. but earlier today when I started drinking, I got a sangria smoothie and it Ooh, was amazing. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like something Mikey'd bring to the show. It does. Uh, I will say I was I was uh about halfway through it before I realized because my initial thing I was like Sangria smoothie for drink roll call. It's gonna be so good. And I was about halfway through it before I realized it was not going to last <laughs> until drink roll call. It was like there's no way I can keep this good <laughs> until it's time to record. Um really wow. tasty. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Impressive, fucking sangria. I do love a sangria. I like it a lot as a smoothie. Also, like it's got that very fruity. It it worked. It was refreshing. Now, Rob, are you gonna are you gonna hate on the sangria? I'm looking the sangria up now because I'm not a hundred percent certain what it is. Really? Yeah. It's got fruit in it and stuff. It sure does. Sure does. <laughs> it's great. You know what's great about a sangria is cat can get away with drinking one. You cannot, sir. <laughs> Why not? Why, why am I not allowed to have a drink with fruit in it? Why? It's red wine, orange juice, and brandy. Come on. What's wrong with <laughs> I that? I didn't know there was brandy in sangria. Yeah. I've been uh, making I, it wrong. <laughs> I just pulled up a recipe. I don't know if that's the normal oh, okay. recipe for it. With fruit. Uh, that's great. Cold or cheered. Oh, red wine and fruit. 
apparently yeah. makes it a sangria. Yet no, Mikey, no. You're not allowed to have red wine with an orange in it, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just orange. They put grapes, they put cherries, they put yeah. strawberries sometimes. And what I like to do is I'll take the straw and like crush the fruit in the bottom so it gets, you know, the drink is extra flavorful. My mom's friend, uh, when I was in high school, <laughs> before I was allowed to have alcohol, my mom's friend used to make like this, these giant tubs of sangria. And what I would do, because I knew that they'd been soaking in alcohol overnight, I would be like, I'm just going to eat the apples out of this because I can't drink. And I'd get like apple drunk on there sangria. You yeah. That's how you do it. <laughs> Rob can't do that because he refuses joy in life, you know, so... <laughs> You're a grown man. <laughs> if I was a kid, then I would do that because it would be acceptable. I'm a grown man. My only run-in with fruit when I was a kid, uh, we were having a New Year's party. This is completely irrelevant. We were having a New Year's party, and I like grapes, as we went over last episode. Don't have grapes right <laughs> now. Uh, so I didn't feel like they had a big bowl of fruit cocktail. And I didn't feel there was enough grapes in the fruit cocktail. So I went in the fridge and my grandfather had a pack of grapes. So I was just picking them and throwing them in the fruit. They were seeded grapes. Everybody was very upset with me. Yeah. So, yeah. Ruined the fruit cocktail. <laughs> uh, so that's drink roll call out of the way. Horror court. Oh, oh okay. we have a horror court. Okay. For what? Mikey. Oh, you are being horror courted. For what? That yeah. makes it sound like you're going to take him to, like, a nice little horror dance. <laughs> it kind of does. kind of does. Yeah. All right. We can dance if you want. Don't wear your Crocs. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm wearing the Crocs. I'll wear the nice dress Crocs, though. That's yeah. what makes it a punishment. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So here's the thing. Cat, uh, I'll need you probably to, to uh, act as the judge here. We'll need your adjudication on this. Okay. What a word. Mikey <laughs> has the chance to appear on a podcast. Right? Oh, What's that show Christ. you were on? Scream Quest? Scream Quest, yes. Normally Scream yeah. Quest, but they changed yes. their name to Scream Quest for the Halloween thing. I get it. Yes. Um, so you appear on this show with a chance to expand our odd, like like uh, expose our show yes. to new people, right? Yeah, they, great. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Yeah. Except for why they asked you and not me, I don't get. I mean, even Cat would have been a better choice, for God's sake. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, I'm entertaining. Thank you very much. What the hell? Two minutes, two minutes into this show, Cat, and he's talking about the goddamn leprechaun. <laughs> then he goes on to spew his terrible, toxic opinions on the thing. And mind you, this wasn't a show about the leprechaun and the thing. This was a show about Halloween and Scream. He just had to work his bullshit in there. <laughs> when you act like an idiot in public, Mikey, it reflects poorly on all of us. Okay. Are you done? Yeah, that's my case. I laid it out there. All right. Do you well, have a defense? Yeah. Now, Kat, in my yeah. defense, mm -hmm. uh, I did go on uh, Screen Quest. Uh, I had a lot of fun at Screen. Uh, screen. They they seem like lovely people, by the way. I'm sorry they had to put up with you. Th they were awesome people. Uh, screen Quest Pod on Twitter. Uh, Chris May. Uh, I had a great time. They asked me. What got me into horror? When I was explaining what got me into horror, Leprechaun was a b good part of what got me into the horror genre. Okay, you could have made up anything else. <laughs> make up Instead of the that question, fucking honestly. dumbass story about when you were a kid watching the Leprechaun. Yeah, little kid said "fuck you, Lucky Charms." I laughed my ass off, got smacked on the <laughs> ass, and got in trouble. It was punished for a week. 
I can't have just the truth. That's the only good part of the story. Well, that's what that's <laughs> what happened. So yeah, that's that. And okay, the the thing thing I the thing was brought up. I didn't bring up the thing. The thing the they do a thing where they spin a wheel and you get a question and the question was your best effect. If you could pick any effect from any movie. I went with Dream Warriors for the record. Uh, uh did you or did you go with the CGI knife and scream four? No, I went with Dream Warriors. <laughs> okay. Uh, somebody did, I forget who, went with the thing. And it was brought up. And all I said was that uh, I get in trouble when I talk about the thing. And here we are in fucking horror court because I talk about the thing. <laughs> and I didn't even get into it, Cat. I swear to God. Everybody go listen to it right now. Screen quest. I didn't even say anything. And I was asked by Will, Will Rotundi who was also on the show what my opinions of the thing were so i answered the man's question yeah you tarnished the brand mikey <laughs> i say it here this is the it's gonna you. take it's gonna take Here's... us months to recover from the damage you have done so we 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 rode the <laughs> the pull ass wave i'm sure we'll be fine <laughs> pull ass brings in listeners cat yeah. what, what what's your your verdict on this i Rob's not going to like this. Mikey, I think that we have to declare a mistrial. I think you're off. I, I think that yeah. I think that the real horror court should be on them for inviting Mikey onto a movie pot. We, everyone oh. knows that all of Mikey's opinions are only about horror movies. He doesn't he doesn't like fun. <laughs> See? See? He also doesn't go. like Halloween. Right. Whoa! What don't I like about Halloween? You don't like candy corn. Nobody yeah. likes candy corn. That's the Halloween treat. No. I actually meant the Halloween franchise because you like Resurrection more than Season uh, well, of the Witch. There is that. There is that. Resurrection's good. I like Michael Myers. All right. <laughs> listen, listen. Fine. Horror Court. Scream <laughs> Quest. Get him in here. Yeah. <laughs> Scream Quest has to appear here. I, I would like to also defend Exit. myself. What? If it were just a horror podcast, I could understand, you know, like founding member of slasher radio mikey bones i get it but like on a movie podcast come on well they are <laughs> they are scream quest for october they for are october. having ho- but you also have creators. the worst scream rankings out of the three of them no i do not i have the best scream rankings out of all out of anybody i share mine with sydney prescott so but a sydney no she's not even in the new one <laughs> what the fuck she knows i take that back i'm sorry <laughs> he was smart enough See, to get out of ghost this is the guy Manhattan. that you had on your podcast I, I would like to also add I was very insightful very informative very entertaining I feel I was a great guest and I he think was... you're fine for like, I don't agree with you about the thing but I think it's fair yeah. to say that we yell at you for those opinions like that's an accurate representation of the brand and you know it, listen if they'd asked me how I got into horror I'd be talking about cube Right. Um, <laughs> See, I answered the question. It just—it is what it is. That's the question they asked. I, I think that's a fair answer. Right, and I even said on the show that uh, my co-host Rob probably flew his phone when I mentioned the thing. So <laughs> you know, I was—I was very on brand. I was very honest. Yeah. Very fine. Horror court cat. <laughs> <laughs> You're a bad judge. <laughs> All right. Fine. 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 But just I let get... myself off the hook. <laughs> When you're out there, Mikey, you got to remember that what you say reflects on all of us. 
I don't think I said anything wrong. Like, I would never go on a show and say something crazy. Um, uh, you come on this show every week to say something crazy. Yeah, it's natural. I would say it's just you do an extension it. of the brand. <laughs> I would say you do it on this horror life, but you're well behaved over there, so I'm exactly the same on both shows. You record another episode of that yet? Not yet. All right, pull ass again. Don't forget. He's not I'm not do doing that it again. again. I'm not doing that again. We already did that. Here, here we got shake it to completion. Uh, <laughs> uh, shame on you for trying to besmirch my. I, that was a great show. I had a great time. The nice people at Screen Quest. I have no. I have no doubt they're nice people. They seem perfectly kind and nice and, and great and affable and everything else. Why they chose you, I have no idea. <laughs> Have a good time. Jesus. Are you? Yeah, have a great time. Mm. No. Shit. I lost my train of thought. Oh, um, so what do we do now? Do we do the game? We gotta get to a giveaway for Rob. We got news, we got a movie. What are we doing next, guys? Uh news next? News next? Right? Before well, Oh we no, can, giveaway. Yeah, we'll do news, the giveaway. Right. right. Yeah, right, do the we'll do the giveaway. Um now last week I may have misspoken. Oh shit. Uh, we are indeed giving away a copy of Jordan Peele's Get Out. However, I was under the impression that this was a Blu-ray DVD digital pack. Now that I'm looking at it, it actually does not say that, so it might just be a Blu-ray. Um, I don't, I, I don't know, and I don't want to open it to see, but there may okay. or may not be a DVD and digital download included. Hey, now, free All shit. Right. Let's not complain. Yeah, yeah, it's a free Blu-ray. I mean, yeah. right. Uh, uh, this is where we spin the wheel. We do have the wheel present, active, ready to go. The iconic wheel. Uh, mm -hmm. We we do also before we get to your giveaway, Rob. Uh, you have to be a patron, member of the slash video Patreon to be eligible for all of our giveaways. Uh, we do have a new patron that we have to welcome, mm -hmm. and uh, their name is Leah uh, at Leah Pia on Twitter. And we would like to welcome you to the family, and thank you very much for joining the Patreon, Leah. Welcome, Leah. Uh -huh. Try, try not to suck <laughs> again. Uh, yeah, so I didn't say it on the main show. Yeah, Rob said that to poor Leah on the Patreon yeah. show. So, uh, you you are something else. Also, it's worth saying again. Nick, also one of the latest members of the the Patreon too. Not not brand new like Leah, but one of the latest members. Okay. Thank you guys for supporting the show. If yep. we get enough patrons, um, I will host. What was it last week? I said I would host <laughs> movie parties at Jeffrey Dahmer's house. So, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. let's yep. get on that. <laughs> Patreon.com/slash Slasher Radio over there. Sign up, support the show. Quit being a cheap ass. Rob, I feel like if cat, if we do get enough patrons, we're catching by Jeffrey Dahmer's house. We would, me and you would have to have like just an open standing invitation to at least sleep in the basement, right? We're all going to move in, right? Oh, no. Uh, no. <laughs> no, I'm not living not with in, you. <laughs> not unless we pool the patron money together. If I buy it with my third. Right, no, that's what I'm saying. We'll all, we'll all buy it together and we'll all live there oh, together. Okay. That'd be fun. Well, yeah, that's Imagine. fair. Imagine. <laughs> we, could, we could record the show in person every week. No. One of us would die <laughs> and I'm not living with you shaking it to completion. So, but you just shake it till it's done. That's all. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I'm, who wants a yeah. Blu-ray? <laughs> so spinning the wheel. 
Uh, good luck to everybody involved with this. Uh, let's see. Here we go. Hope it's not Greg. I kind of hope it is because Greg hates this movie. Uh, <laughs> Dami. Oh, congratulations to Dami. Yeah. Oh, my pink lemonade buddy. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Dami. You, you got to go out and get like a little packet of pink lemonade. And put it in <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I'm gonna be, ugh, I can't believe I got to send something to Dami and her pink lemonade fingers. How dare you? Be, <laughs> Dami um, is an upstanding member of this Patreon community. Look, I used to like Dami a lot. And then she turned on me. She didn't turn on you. She yes, said, she did. Yes, she did. She knows what she did. She did it. She said pink lemonade's good. She stabbed me in the back is what she did. This is unbelievable. Uh, but congratulations, Dami. You got yourself a copy of Jordan Peele's Get Out. And uh, it is definitely a Blu-ray. <laughs> I don't know what else is in here. So Unbelievable. Uh, but uh, I will ship that out to you, Dami. I, I can't believe you mean that Dami is like one of the best patrons, that, one of the best people who listen to this show, period. And you're being mean to Dami. I've always been a fan of Dami until Dami stopped being a fan of me. All she said was pink. No, no, she knows. There was a line. There was a line in the sand and she crossed it. That is unbelievable. That line is pink lemonade. Yeah, apparently. Pink lemonade and sangria. They're both delicious. Um, all right. So congratulations, Dami. That's awesome. Everybody else, better luck next time. Uh my uh my latest unboxing will be ready to go soon. And Rob has another one ready to go as well. So we got a lot of stuff lined up. Uh, join the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash slash radio to be eligible. And there will be another giveaway from my uh, newest unboxing as well. I I want to, I, I might put a poll on the Patreon to see if I can be included in that one. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? If I win your giveaway, and it'll make sense when everyone hears what it is. If I win your giveaway, I'll give away the giveaway. Why are you such a pain in the ass? What? <laughs> I want to take your DVD. I should get this from you. All right. There's moralities involved here. All right. All right. We'll let the people vote. Feel how I feel, damn it. Even though normally <laughs> when we let the people vote, it doesn't turn out well. <laughs> And Chucky won every fucking thing. The slashies. Ugh. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. Burger King. Something I never thought I'd bring Burger up. King. Yeah. Uh, Kat, you mentioned this in our little group chat. That's why I'm bringing it up. Nice. Yeah, they're celebrating Halloween with the ghost ghost detector app. I didn't know that part. And a new ghost pepper whopper. Okay, I also didn't know about the ghost detector app. This is news to me. I did, however, eat a ghost pepper whopper today. How was it? It's surprisingly good. Um, I don't how, like how it as much as it? I... Uh, so it's hot for Burger King, uh-huh. but it's not like Taco Bell hot. Okay. I It's like a fire sauce situation. Like, it's, you know. Oh, okay. You, you'd be fine. Um, I might be able to do that. I don't like peppers, though. I, I will say, so 
the ghost pepper, it has jalapenos on it, which is the most redundant thing I've ever had on a burger. Yeah. Um, cause you, they're not spicy in comparison to the ghost pepper sauce. Uh, yeah. so it's just kind of like extra pepper. Um, I think if I get any more, I, I probably will get it without the jalapenos. Just cause I do love I, jalapenos though. I think that, and I will say they were crispy, which like, they were like fried jalapenos. Um, I'm good at this. Oh crap! It's kind of interesting. The it, yeah, it's orange. Also, it's like neon orange. The sauce is black. What okay, is that? the sauce on mine was not black. <sighs> I had an orange bun, black sesame seeds, and then like an orange ghost pepper sauce. Okay, Burger King, we need to stop. Because I'll I'll admit this is but better. The jalapenos than... are like green. This is better than the Black Whopper because I heard that turned your poop black. Yeah, I could. I could. Here's the thing about the Black <laughs> Whopper. I wanted to try it, you know. Yeah. But also, it's there's something about the color of foods that when they look weird, I can't eat them. I think they taste weird. Like, I remember back in the day when my younger brother was was little, he bought a thing of purple ketchup. Yeah. Uh, and I hated it. I hated that ketchup. I swore it did not taste like real ketchup. And I'm sure that it did, but just visually it was unappealing. I don't have ketchup. as much of a problem with that. I will say that the orange ghost pepper whopper looks a lot more advertising than the black whopper ever did. And I think it's uh like I said, I last year I got super obsessed with the ghost pepper nuggets. Um, I don't think that the Ghost Pepper Whopper is as good as that, but it is my favorite Whopper. Um, including okay. the Southwest Whopper. So, like, it's tasty. If you like hot stuff, um, if you can do fire sauce at Taco, it might be a little bit hotter than that, but it's not as... It's nowhere near as hot as the Diablo sauce at Taco Bell. So, uh, yeah. I If you think you can handle it, it's worth trying one before they're gone. Alright. I'll look into the ghost detector app, I guess. That's uh, apparently a thing. Yeah, what the hell's that? I don't know. Right. Well, I, don't know. I will say they have a great uh, cheddar jalapeno poppers at Burger King. They do. Yeah. They do. Yeah, their cheesy tots and are good, too. They also have the, um, I guess for anyone listening with children or any very nostalgic adults, uh, they do also have the... Uh, Oh god, what are they called? The um boo buckets at McDonald's. Yeah. People are getting mad. Really? About yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was a Because they're trying like, to collect like all three of them and Right. So people are going and they're buying a bunch of happy meals and then kids are going and they can't get happy meals because they're out of the buckets. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I remember McDonald's, they had the Pokemon stuff that it was a bitch. My dad would just go and buy five fucking happy meals. Yeah, that's how it used to be. It's cool that they're doing shit like that again, though. They should do it more. Is it true that there was, like, a bunch of condoms in Happy Meals? That was a thing, yeah. I saw that yeah. uh, how the on, fuck does that on Twitter. Happen? Apparently, they loaded 5,000 Happy Meals <laughs> with condoms instead of toys. And that was my Did question. Did they mean what to the go f- into the boo buckets? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is McDonald's doing with just condoms sitting around? Why were they even there? I don't know. 5,000 of them? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck is happening at McDonald's, but apparently I need to get a part-time job there. <laughs> a lot of fucking... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. Rocket League. Uh, they're bringing horror icons, uh, something or other, to Rocket League. 
apparently they had last year previously i don't know when i don't play rocket league uh they had ghostbusters stranger things uh this year they have saw child's play and texas chainsaw massacre oh as well as trick-or-treat all right that's fun that's right? a, that, yeah that's a good time i guess i i don't know anything about rocket league i have no i don't even know what it is i know it's a game that people play i'm i've played rocket league i don't think i've ever been worse at a video game yeah um <laughs> I, when Rocket League first came out, I was like, I, I was, I would sweat at Rocket League, and it was fun. And then I stopped playing Rocket League after like a month of playing it, and I was really good at it. And then I stopped playing it, and I came back like a about <laughs> half a year later. Jesus Christ, people got good at that fucking game. People fast. got really good. Whew. Oh, and people, they mean that shit now. They are dead ass serious about Rocket. It's pretty much soccer with mm -hmm. mini remote control cars rob oh i'd be terrible at that and you yeah my i do not have anywhere near them i see video play of it now it's like kids are doing fucking spins in midair and shit it's like what the fuck i'm still <laughs> in the corner trying to figure out how to get my turbo to work and <laughs> uh but rocket league is a fun game just too many sweats if i if i could get enough people to play like a custom match that would be fun. Rocket League would be fun that way. I can't play with these fucking kids. Uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> way too good at the game. Uh, another gaming... I just hide. Yeah. Another gaming uh, news is Texas Chainsaw Massacre, our friends over at Gun Media. They introduced two new villains uh, that are going to be playable characters on the game. Uh, one of them... Sissy and... Shit, I forgot the other name. As Johnny and Sissy. Did you guys see this? I no. did. Um, I'm not crazy about this idea. What do you think? I, I, to me, there's enough villains in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, aren't there? Why do we need to be adding villains? Like, if they were going to make up their own survivors, then fine, I guess. But to add the villains, I don't know. I just don't like it. Okay. Cat? you have any thoughts on it i i kind of feel the same way i guess like i huh? i'm not horribly opposed to it but it seems unnecessary okay that's fair um uh i have i'm i'm fairly friendly with uh with uh some people at gun uh shout out to matt matt is very mean to me on twitter you listen to this matt shame <laughs> on me uh, Keep doing what you're doing, Matt. <laughs> Living your best life, buddy. Yeah, him, Wes, the great guys. Love with that. I always praise Gun. I'm not gonna get into it now, but you can find a million things of me saying nothing but glowing stuff about them. I love their shit. Uh, I'm not mad at them adding killers because uh, they collaborated with the rights owners. So you know they're kind of. It's like they're adding canon to it. Um. I think it's cool, especially in a game, because you know you, you you play a certain character, then you want to try another one, and they have different aspects to them. I'm okay with that. Uh, my only, I'm going to. This is the closest I've ever come to a critique with anything Gun has done. I I feel they're a little, and you can go to Bloody Disgusting or check out the uh, shit. I don't even know their Twitter handles. Um, Check them out on, on Twitter, Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. I don't know what it is off the top of my head. But they're way too human. 
you know, you look at Leatherface, obviously, then you got the cook, you got the hitchhiker. I understand they're human, but they just look off. They look crazy. I would have liked a little more of the the cannibal aspect to it. Uh, you know, they, they just look like regular people is my problem. Yeah, I don't know. I To me, I just, I'm not sure that, I mean, and again, I haven't played the game, so... I don't know how like the gameplay mechanics are going to work and everything else. It just seems odd to add more killers to the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You already have a whole family. I'm not... Also, by the way, Johnny is played and, and acted by a friend of the show, Damien Maffei. Well, that's cool. Oh, good for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I already spoke with Damien recently. We will be having him on closer to release and talk about it. Damien is always a, a good time on the show. Yeah, yeah, he's a lot of fun. I like Damien. He tax people for us. It's a great time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rob, your favorite movie, Terrifier Two. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I was in Greg's TikTok today. Greg's TikTok Live uh, at Darth Gregor. Me and him got into an argument about Art the Clown and Terrifier. Uh, Greg also another one very mean to me on TikTok. Uh, Rob also, you guys were making fun of me because I couldn't get it to work. That was cracking me up. When you couldn't get it to work was my <laughs> ever. Once you started getting it to work, I lost interest. Yeah, then you left. You were there talking yeah. shit to me. Grandpa Bones and all this. As soon as <laughs> I get it to work, you leave. Uh, yeah, the, Greg, very mean to Terrifier too, but it slashes its way into Canadian theaters. Hey, if we got to suffer, so should the Canadians. Canada does not deserve this. They're not worthy. Uh, also, a third week added on to Terrifiers can, to Canadian uh, Canadian run, theatrical run. Uh, Rob, whether you like it or not, you got to admit that's pretty cool, man. That's great. They're, they're, I, I said that before. They're doing uh, great at the box office. Amazing for the limited number of theaters they're in. It's a great thing for the horror genre. It's a great thing for indie films, uh, indie horror films in particular. And I don't begrudge them the success at all. It's just not for me. Can you admit like, it's good? It's just not for no, you? No, I don't like it at all. It's not good. <laughs> just because you don't like it doesn't mean it's not good. No, it, it's just not good. It's a mess of a movie. But Rubber's good. Rubber's amazing. <laughs> rubber's a work of art. Just wanted that on record. Kat, what do you think? Any thoughts on this? Oh, I think it's amazing. Um, I had fun at the movie. I hope... Maybe I'll get to see it again. I don't think I will, but it's nice to dream. And that dream is more alive than ever because it keeps getting brought back for... Right. Yeah. You need loftier goals, Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I had a fun time. I, I think the lofty part of the goal is trying to convince the second person to go see Terrifier 2 with me. Take uh, take Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy. Holy he shit. He hasn't seen Terrifier. You don't need to see It doesn't Terrifier. matter. <laughs> I, I guess story-wise, it really does not no, make much uh, of a difference. There's no so, story in Terrifier. I also, here's the thing. I, I would like to keep Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, Here's the thing. I really kind of want you to take him because I don't know anyone who's puked or passed out during this movie yet, and I really... I kind of thought my mom was going to. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, I thought mom? she might just up and leave. Yeah, mom went with me. That poor woman. Leave her I alone. She, hasn't she suffered enough? <laughs> probably yeah she did like watch with her eye 
eyes closed most of the she like watched through her hands but she said she had a good time so uh -huh. she's not horrendously mad at me <laughs> she hasn't put you up for adoption yet yeah oh man uh you have mr cat take mr cat's boyfriend guy tell him he can wear his crocs no the greatest footwear ever invented absolutely not <laughs> He might have to, like, he might actually go to the bathroom. He'd tell you, hey, I got to go to the bathroom, like, 20 <laughs> minutes in and just never come back. <laughs> you have to set up a camera, though, Kat, if you go, so we could see him react okay. and or pass out if it happens. That's fair. I might be able to trick him into it. <laughs> I Probably not anymore because he's listening to this. But, like, <laughs> if I used Patreon money to be like, Look, everyone just wanted you to see the show. <laughs> I got two tickets to Terrifier yep. if you want to take me. <laughs> yep, so sign up for the Patreon, patreon.com slash slasher radio, and see if we can make Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy <laughs> pass out and or puke. Cat's like, hey, we're going to see Super Pets. <laughs> he gets to the theater door. Wait, what's this? She just headlocks him and drags him in. <laughs> it's fucked up, Cat. Come on. <laughs> Uh, Rob, I want to say this, and I'm not gonna, trying to get off on a Terrifier rant because we've got a lot to get to still. Uh, Lauren Lavera, I believe mm -hmm. that's how you say her last name. She played Sienna in the in yep. Terrifier 2. You got to admit, dude, she did a fucking hell of a job, and she is... A, I really think she has a great future, and I, it's going to come from this movie. Mm, yeah, she's she's very good in the yeah, movie. Killed I, I, did it. A, I did like her. Um, but we talked about this. Uh, I, I think you and I talked about it at some point, Mikey, that... Uh, she looks a lot like a uh, woman that I used to date, oh, and right. so that made it a little, uh, a little not fun to watch. If you dated a girl who looks like her, good for you, my friend. <laughs> I did, I did. Believe it or not, I have no idea why or how, uh, but I managed to pull that off. Look at you pulling top tier ass. Look at you get him, Rob. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but uh, she was she was very good at it. Yeah. 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 She was like, she she really killed it in that damn movie. Um. <laughs> oh yeah you can watch uh leah voicey perform a live cover of the clown cafe song too rob oh boy oh joy yeah. the clown cafe Everyone's the worst segment in the movie yeah the... you don't want to do it they could have cut that out completely that stupid clown cafe segment i thought it was cool as fuck man i like stupid. that it tied back around to the end did it you though know? Kind of. They brought More it than back anything up. else tied together. <laughs> Did anything tie together in this movie. movie? Maybe not. Just a bunch of stuff happened. They brought it up again. I don't know if it really tied together very well. I think it kind of did. <laughs> yeah. You need to see it again, and you need to take Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy. All right. <laughs> now, Mikey, let me what? ask you this. Has that poor woman seen it? Yes. Loved and what it. Did she, what Great. <sighs> Loved it. Wow. You've corrupted this poor girl. No, I didn't. <laughs> you did too. You got in there and you infected her brain. I did not. I feel bad like, for her. There's good taste involved, man. What are you talking about? All right, well, first of all, <laughs> uh -huh. I think that we can all don't do it, <laughs> Rob. No, Cat <laughs> already knows where I'm going with it. I think that we can all agree. That her judgment and taste is pretty bad. Wow. <laughs> that is not nice at all. I just didn't know that it extended to horror movies. You know what? Like I said wow. before, pulling top tier ass, my friend, regardless. <laughs> regardless. Um, 
Yeah, no, Terrifier 2 very good. Go, go check out the uh, the live cover of Cloud Cafe too. Um, here's something that I wanted to bring up, and in closing for the horror news. Uh, well, no, Cat has something as well. This is a long news segment. Uh, Chucky TV series. Um, Bloody Disgusting is reporting that Glenn and Glenda return in next week's Don Mancini directed episode. Awesome that Don Mancini's directing another episode. Uh, I don't know if this was put out, I would imagine, on Child's Play Chucky socials is where it came from. My, my problem, you know, Cedar Chucky was what it was and, you know, whatever. We're not going to get into that, but feel how you feel about Glenn Glenda, but why would you announce it early? Right? To bring in all those viewers. To warn people that want to quit watching. <laughs> all those people, all those people who are big Glenn Glinda fans, they can they learn how to tune in. So this isn't even the first time they've announced it, is it? No. Like, they've I was they announced, hearing... they, they announced okay. that they, they were going to be back this season. Yeah. But just not when. I, yeah, I think in that case, it, it has to be a warning. <laughs> I still haven't watched any of this season. Uh, or finished last season, for that matter. What'd you watch today? Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, bring it on, cheer or die. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Could have watched Chucky, but all right. It's right there on Sci-Fi, right next to Chucky too. Um, but I, uh, I don't know. I mean, are people excited about Glenn and Glinda returning? Mm. Someone is apparently because they keep announcing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, whatever. It's fine. I guess. I mean, it's not a surprise that they would want to bring Glenn Glinda into the show, right? I mean, it's part of the Chucky universe, so why not bring it into the show? Um, as far as I announcing it, I'm not sure why announcing it ahead of time, why they thought that was a good idea, but, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I think, I don't know if it was the last time we talked about it, one of the last few times we talked about it, I said I'm going to stop hating on it until we see it because you know what now is it, we're at a perfect time to you know because Chucky has been especially now like they had it with Seed of Chucky they didn't do it very well but uh, I feel like with the TV series they've had a very big pride influence on the community and all that stuff and representation and that's fucking awesome so it's a perfect time for a character like Glenn Glenda Mm -hmm. But it's Glenn Glenda, so it's like, you know, right. it's, it's like that, that's the problem. But yep. you know what, man? Maybe they can repackage it, and they can do it right this time, yeah, is what maybe. I'm hoping. Maybe. We'll see. You know, because it's a perfect time for it. And I mean, well, you'll see. I probably won't see it. But. Yeah. Somebody's watching Cheer and Die. Uh, I don't know. I, I, like I said, I just saw it. it see the Chucky was, it was not a good time for something like that, I think, publicly. I mean, they didn't do it well regardless. It wasn't a good time. I think the for, issue is that movie. they didn't do it well. Yeah, yeah, the movies because it would have been wildly ahead of its time Very had true. it even been kind of like. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. But you know. Yeah. Now is a perfect time. Like now, it every it, the stars are aligning for this character. If it doesn't hit now, they need to just stop and maybe do it again. I'll be honest. I'm skeptical on a couple fronts one because that i have a difficult time seeing 
how we can repair the damage from the introduction of Glen Glenda uh, <laughs> into something that is good and positive representation by today's standards. The other, uh, like, big red flag that, not red, uh, I guess, like, the other big concern that comes to me is I think this is one of those things, and I hate to say it because uh, I want to believe the best of people, but I'm really concerned that this is going to be one of those things where even if they did it perfectly, right? Even if they fixed all the issues and it was, it's like a perfect 100% smooth landing of this, there are going to be people that have not seen all the Child's Play movies that are going to think that this is woke nonsense. That's <laughs> like, true, yeah, that's true. I think, like, even if they got it perfect, the reception is gonna be rocky at best. Yeah, that that's very true. I didn't think of it. Look, there, there's stuff <laughs> that I look at as, quote, woke nonsense, and it's not yeah. because of so much the content, it's because of how... You know, because it's yeah. like sometimes they just throw shit in there for the sake of, you know, and then it's like, I don't, okay, you're whatever. But I mean, like I they, think, them, woke nonsense. Fair, fair. <laughs> I've heard that about it. I haven't seen it's it. It's fine. It's nonsense. They, them was fine. With Chucky, they put it in there with a meaning. It made sense. It was great. It was well done. It was genuine, authentic. That It's their story, period. You know, like there's nothing, they're not pushing anything. That's the story they put out, and it's a great story. So, I, you know, I just. I feel like they can stick Glenda in there and, you know, we'll see. I don't want to shit on it. Yeah. I, I'm i willing to... I So I also have not started Chucky. I'm ah, willing God. to listen to the reception of this, like, because I, I want them to do well. I'm skeptical as to whether or not they can, but it's what I want. Like, because I agree God. with you, it would be a perfect time for it. Have you seen Bring It On, Cheer or Die? I've not seen mm. Bring It On, Cheer or Die. Stop with the stupid crap. <laughs> Who watches that? You, you give me crap for Sangria and Pink Lemonade. You watch a movie called Cheer or Die. Bring It On, Cheer or Die. Even worse. <laughs> didn't Channing Tatum or one of them in fucking... Which one? I don't fucking know. Magic Mike was in Bring It On. What the hell was that? I don't know. Did you have pom-poms when you watched it? I wish. That would have been awesome. Holy shit. <laughs> Alright, Kat, you had something for the news, right? Uh, Silent Hill. What are they doing? They're doing all kinds of stuff. <laughs> um, they have really infuriated fans that have calmed down a little bit because we've been begging for Silent Hill news for like a decade and they were like, oh yeah, and dropped it all at the same time. Um, <laughs> but we're getting a full remake of Silent Hill 2. That's official? Uh, that is official. Wow. Uh, it has been announced for the PS5. Ah, oh, suckers. <laughs> uh, there is a spin-off I'll be coming. able to play it. There's an extent, or what do they call it? A um. Uh, I wish I had brought up the article because they they called it like a reimagining of the Silent Hill universe. There, but there's how? a weird ass looking game. Is what. I think they were trying to say because there's like one in the extended realm of Silent Hill that looks really weird. What? I I think that's gonna be one of those. If you treat it not as a Silent Hill game, it's probably gonna be really good. But it looked trippy as fuck in the trailer. Um, and then they're also working on oh and yeah they're working on Silent Hill Ascension, 
What? Which is, uh, it is another game. It has been described as let's play Pokemon version of Silent Hill, and I don't know what that means because I didn't oh, play Let's Play Pokemon. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> and then there is Return to Silent Hill, uh, which is the <laughs> <What>? movie. <laughs> okay. So anyway, yeah, Silent Hill just dropped like more stuff than I could process on me this week. I seen they were trending. I don't even <laughs> look anymore because it's yeah. usually just people wanting Silent Hill stuff. They're usually just baiting you into like. <laughs> All right, if even it's usually just people talking about it and they're not saying a fucking thing. I mean, look, I I always There's thought a lot of stuff coming. They had all this, and they're putting it out all at once. Like, that's kind of dumb, but... I think it was really dumb. Especially because, like, so... And I think that's the thing with uh, Silent Hill F, which is the weird one. Because uh, a lot of people are like, it's really hit or miss, you know? Which I completely understand, because it's one of those things, if they had dropped this without any of the other stuff, we'd be like, finally a Silent Hill thing, and it wouldn't matter that it's like a weird-looking mushroom lady. We would just be like, yes, please. Uh, but they announced it the same day as the Silent Hill 2 remake, and it's like, hmm. Which one of these are people gonna be more excited about, do you think? I don't know, man. I've always thought Silent Hill was a little overrated, if we're gonna be honest. I mean, I'm sure I'm gonna get lit up for that, but it probably. is what it probably. But <laughs> and then I I get I give it like hard gaming and like it's at the table. I understand. I'm not taking that from it. I just think you know, looking back, there was a lot of other stuff that had staying power. And you know, some of it's not even Silent Hill the the game's fault. It was just a fucking mess, and they could never really consistently put anything out for whatever reason. But. Uh, I feel like people put it on a pedestal it shouldn't be on. I, 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 I believe it deserves to be on a pedestal, just not as high as it as it is. But, you know, it's a great title and all that. I give it to it. You know, it. if we waited this long, I just don't have much faith in it. So, And the remake things are annoying anyway. You go with remake, it's the same fucking game. Like, you're just putting it out again with better graphics and certain little things are better, but... Okay. So, I might be a little bit of a hypocrite here, because that irritates me a lot for games. It's irritated me a lot in the past. Um, I get so irritated when I hear that they're remaking Resident Evil. Resident, yeah. Like, every time I hear that, it makes my blood boil. I'm kind of excited, because here's the thing is, I haven't had the opportunity to play Silent Hill 2 since i had a playstation That's <laughs> like yeah. not a ps2 like a playstation was the last time i got to do this so it's like i am kind of looking forward uh to having that opportunity um and the graphics look good and stuff honestly if it were easier to get i might just play the original silent hill 2 again but <laughs> yeah. in terms of accessibility like i i'm i'm kind of excited for that yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm excited for all of it. Like, the weird one, the the one I don't understand, uh, the the movie. I, It's just nice to have Silent Hill content back, you know? I don't take it as seriously as a lot of people do. I've learned this last right. week. Because people got excited. And I was like, okay. Well. For what, though? For what? Let's think about it realistically. How many Silent Hill games have we gotten? We got, what? The, the movie was terrible. 
well... It was! Okay, here's the thing. It was not a good horror movie, but up until they made Detention, it might be the best video game movie. That's not saying much. It's not a high bar, <laughs> no. but like... That's fair, though. But I mean... <laughs> you know... But I'm saying, for people to get excited as they are, like, what are you getting excited about? We've got, we're getting a title back that we haven't seen anything from in however, like a, a decade plus. What are you excited? We don't know what it's going to look like. Like, at least Resident yeah. Evil... Well, the trailers dropped their... Yeah, but I'm saying gameplay. At least Resident Evil, yeah. better or worse, not a huge fan of the games at all. But at least we know what to expect. We know it's going to have a bar somewhere. I don't know. I would rather play the worst Silent Hill game over and over and over than have to play another Resident Evil game. <laughs> That's fair. That's super fair. But it's been how long since we've gotten that worst Silent Hill game? Uh, yeah, it's, you know? it's been a while. Yeah, so I don't know. People need to calm the fuck down. That's all I'm saying. Because you're going to get all excited. And then when it comes out, everyone's going to say how much it sucked. And it's like people who are realistic about it are going to be like, well, what the fuck do you expect, man? We haven't seen it. And, like, what bar has it really set? I don't know. That's just me. Rob, do you, you don't give a shit about Silent Hill, huh? Not one goddamn bit. <laughs> all right. There you go. Now, the most interesting uh, thing that I heard during that whole thing was that there's something Pokemon related that Kat didn't play because she <laughs> seems like a Pokemon person. I love Pokemon, too. Okay. I will only buy Pokemon games like after they've been out for a while and are cheap. <laughs> I think they're fun, but I would never spend $60 on a Pokemon game. Amen. That's too much. Go Pikachu Go is worth it. Is it? Absolutely. You are a grown man. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with Pokemon. I, I'm not even getting into it with you. Silent Hill's out. Uh, you know, we work. Okay, we'll see. I guarantee public opinion will be that it sucked. I guarantee. guarantee. All right. We will see. We'll see. Yeah, fucking Silent Hill stands are like some of the most annoying people in the world. <laughs> I've never seen anybody get like a group of people get their hopes up on something that's just never come. It's like they're <laughs> waiting for the uh, the coming of Jesus and he's just not coming. It's like, what are you doing? Well, we'll see. And this and <laughs> and this week we got the announcement of Jesus and Super Jesus. Right. The okay. Jesus remake. <laughs> yeah, the remake of Jesus. So we'll see. I can't wait. See, part of me is I can't wait for these people to finally get a game and I want it to suck so bad just so I can <laughs> sit there and be like, you waited this fucking long for this. God damn. Um, anyway. Are you ready to wrap up news with Gabagooly Mystery Corner? <sighs> I have must. never been more ready for anything in my life. Alright. Uh, this week's special. This one's not a, um, a picture. Are you kidding me? Yeah, this one's a TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Who's sending you TikToks? What? Um, I so I will say I'm not a huge advocate of TikTok, but this one's worth it. No, I got into a fight with TikTok today, so I know. <laughs> TikToks. I take a minute before I open these. <laughs> yeah. Rob, are you? Uh, I wait for Rob's. <laughs> Pretty good. Pretty good. All right. I gotta change the source for this, guys. What are we doing? This is getting out of control. Sorry. Come on. 
It's pretty for good. Halloween. It's a Halloween special. Yeah, but I gotta change my my audio source. Here we go. Oh, that's bright. What the fuck is that? Wait, 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 wait. Turn on sound. Never again <laughs> with the TikToks, guys. Please. Okay, I was gonna wait to show off my Halloween costume, but it just came in, and I I, I love the pun. I think it's really funny. So you know, like the the blanket ghost you know you put a blanket over yourself and then you put two eye holes in it and it's like oh i'm a ghost so i got a meat blanket i'm the gabagool <laughs> look at me go wow <laughs> he's so proud of himself i know he's just so happy fuck this guy like <laughs> how many views did this guy it's probably a ton how do i see views on here oh i don't know Jesus Christ, got not, he got 94,000 <laughs> likes? TikTok's algorithm is ridiculous. <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, I don't understand how, how is it so publicly acceptable <laughs> to make fun of Italian people? What do you mean making fun? We're celebrating, Mikey, celebrating. He is not celebrating anything. I'm the guy cool. <laughs> Listen Look to me. Go. Wow. Look at me go. Like he's so. <laughs> what is he doing? Celebrating. That's what celebrating looks like, Mikey. And I think you know, honestly, it's really forward and progressive of us as a podcast that no other <laughs> podcast I listen to stops down to celebrate one of the hosts' heritage as often uh, and is with much exuberance as we do. So, you know, Mikey said yay us earlier. I'm saying yay us now. Yay us. So, no, not yay us. So what you're saying is <laughs> you're trying to, to yay us for being racist against Italian people. No, I'm trying to yay us for celebrating your heritage, Mikey. That's not what we're doing. You know I feel like that's what we're doing. What we're doing. Absolutely not. <sighs> I, think you're, I think what you're doing is you're taking a beautiful thing and you're putting a bad spin on it. Whoever, I, I don't know, again, for anybody, this is your first time tuning in. Welcome to the show. This is where uh, uh, people anonymously submit racist Italian memes, but now TikToks, too, to Kat. Just the one TikTok. <laughs> they're, present, they're presented to me on the show. If you're, I'm assuming you're an adult if you listen to the show and you follow the show. We hope. Yeah, I would hope. What are you doing on TikTok? Like, you know, unless you're Greg, Greg content, he, he's, he creates content for it. Understood. You know, good for him. And, you know, I got on there for the first time today to support Greg. But, you know, if you're just like on TikTok as a grown ass adult, I think reevaluations need to be made. I get on TikTok to join Greg's live thing. Exactly. To support Greg, another grown yeah. man. And as a, you, you don't just sit on the toilet and browse TikTok and look at dances. Oh, God, no. The TikTok app, I, I hate that app. It scares the shit out of me every time I open it because video just starts playing immediately. Like, I need a buffer, you know what I mean? Like, I need to open your app and then push a play button or something. That's not how it works. You open it up and shit just starts playing. And I do not like it. I'm old. I don't need that. Yeah. No, nobody wants that shit. It's the same way I felt about Snapchat, that fucking app. I downloaded that thing once. Ain't no wrong with that. 
Dude, I opened it and all it was was a camera with my face staring back at me and I went, fuck this, and I deleted it. I was like, I don't know how this works. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. I'm done. I'm old. I don't care. You should get it again. We can send stuff to each other. No. <laughs> I get enough from you. <laughs> um. All right. Well, uh, I mean, that guy, whoever submitted that, screw you. You've grown a dog. Get all fucking TikTok. Uh, and to the guy who made the video, you're a schmuck. Applause for you, sir. To the oh, guy who made the video. Look at me um, go. Fucking asshole. We appreciate you celebrating the Italian-American culture and heritage. And uh, look forward to, to maybe seeing more videos of your costume. No. Nobody wants more videos of your dumbass costume. It's not even a costume, which is racist. What was that uh, that Italian wrestler that with the fucking pizza dough? Luigi Primo. Yeah, someone called him out for being <laughs> racist piece of shit. Did Not they? Right? Yeah, Rash showed well, you. They should not have because he's just being himself. I followed that guy. I wonder if he followed me back. I'm trying to see if I can find it. I think I scrolled oh, too that's much. That's right. Now. Yeah, you did send me that, that the guy fucking tried Ooh. to start some shit with Luigi Primo. Luigi Primo's from Naples, all right? <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? He's Italian. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, here he is, the F guy. I wonder if he followed me back. Probably not. Probably not. He did. He probably saw your bullshit take on the thing and was like, I'm out. I didn't tweet it. And I'm never going to listen to his podcast. I didn't say it on our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Although I have many a time. Uh... You know what I should do? I should put it as an Easter egg when Bobby was doing the Italian thing, Rob. Remember that? No, I don't remember that. You don't remember that? Oh, no. He, he made it like if the thing was a, an Italian in an Italian family. Oh, yeah? And it was like, you know, yeah. Joey was sitting at the table with, with Vinny, and he's like, oh, I think he's the fucking thing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, Maybe I do kind of remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. funny as hell. Yeah. Um, so it's okay when Bobby does it, but you don't like when anybody else does it, huh? Bobby's Italian. So maybe this guy's Italian. We don't know. Luigi Primo, he could be Italian. We don't know. Yeah, he's probably a very Italian-sounding Italian name. Yeah. <laughs> it's not his real name, <laughs> but I doubt it. Yeah, Luigi, Luigi Primo, who can throw dough like that. You think he's not Italian? You don't need to be Italian to know how to do that. Come on, forget about it. That's the end of the news. I'm too drunk to do a good Italian impression. <laughs> Uh, don't stop you from trying, though, does it? <laughs> no. It might, might encourage me, actually. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, all right. That's it for the news. Uh, we will be back shortly with a cat floor pick, his house. All right, we ready to go? Yeah. I was born ready. Yeah, we were born shaking it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say how many times I shaked it, but I'm a little sleepy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not even... Kat, <laughs> you picked this movie this week. I did. Uh, I wanted to talk about this movie this week because it is leaving Netflix this week, like in the coming week. And uh, they have a short run on the BBC where they're going to be showing, but it's very limited. And then 
they don't have a platform for this. Uh, this never got a physical release. Uh, this is in a lot of danger of becoming like a permanently lost piece of media. Uh, wow. So I wanted to cover it while we all still had access to watch it, which is why I pushed really, really hard to do it this week. Yeah. Additional side note to that, cat. Yeah. From what I've read, it is not leaving Netflix. It is leaving Netflix UK. Really? Yes. Okay. It is being pulled from the UK version of Netflix, but will remain available everywhere else. That's weird. I had read... I had read that that might be the case, but I hadn't seen it confirmed anywhere. Yeah, I mean, I didn't I didn't do a, a huge deep dive on it or anything, but that's what I saw. Um, okay, I hope that's true. It's weird to me because... that they would remove it without any sort of physical release, though. Yeah, that's the thing that, like, really has freaked some people out. Um, it freaks me out, why? also. Content, or just because? I don't think it's a content thing. I think, and this is something that I kind of have been wanting to talk about for a while anyway. I think it might just be one of those things that ends up falling through the cracks. Like, it didn't do well enough on Netflix to really warrant a physical release, I don't think. Right. Uh, which is surprising because I, it got fairly decent critical reception. I felt like it was really good. I felt like I found like this hidden gem when I saw it for the first time. Uh, but yeah, it just it did not ever get a lot of traction. Um, it still seems like it should have done well enough to have a physical release, though. Yeah. Okay. But and this is where I give my Pete my for physical media if you have an opportunity to get something that you really like on blu-ray or yeah. whatever you should get it and i know people uh say oh physical media takes up too much shelf space and i don't need yep. it because i can stream everything but it might disappear and you might not be able to see it again and even and there's this whole so uh i'm gonna disclaimer this opinion by saying i think that people throw the the term orwellian around way too frequently uh but <laughs> We are in a very, like, Orwellian time in media history right now, where we are changing and altering and fix, quote-unquote, fixing things as we go for streaming platforms. And if there's something that gets taken too far, if there's a bad edit, even if there's just, like, a rare original edit that you want to see, it's best to get that physical media as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. um, because, like, I, there's just stuff that's being... I fucked up online all the time because you can only watch it through streaming and they have the rights to change stuff. Um, and it's happened to me. I have, I very luckily, uh, I have all the DVD copies of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and the one that you can watch on Netflix right now is edited down. It's recolored. It kind of sucks. <laughs> and it's like, I, I'm very glad that I have a physical fallback for that because it was one of my favorite shows you know and yep you should always yeah. buy physical media that always. is very true and plus that it takes up too much shelf, shelf space like that's usually the point you right. know like it's a display i feel like that's a lost art too like back in the day a dvd set was something you were proud of man they had all these cool things to put them on and everything yep. yeah eh, it's gone but yep it's all gone now it's you know what it is. It's these damn kids. Yeah, and look, I I'm streaming. I'm a streamer too. You know, like I I do enjoy 
that aspect of it. It's easier and I get it. But, mm -hmm. you know, like I, I tweet out my little horror shelf all the time, you know, because, you know, it's proud of it. You're cool. It looks cool and all that stuff. And kind of like you guys said, man, you don't put much thought into this stuff. But uh, the WWE is a good example. You know, because they're constantly going back, cutting this out, cutting oh, that yeah. out. From reasons of Chris Benoit, any wrestling fan will know what that is and what that means, to little petty shit where they complimented an ex-writer and they mm -hmm. just don't want it on there because they're petty fucks. I mean, like, who the fuck wants that? I want what I watched, what I thought was great. So, yeah, that's a very good uh, very good message from you guys. It's yeah. true. And, and I... As far as streaming goes, like I and I, it is much easier and everything. And so, like with um, uh, Get Out, I when I bought that, it came with a Blu-ray, a DVD, and a digital copy. I don't think I've ever put the Blu-ray or DVD in a player because I've always just watched the digital copy. That's true. Yeah. But there is a chance that that digital copy that you quote unquote own can disappear. Of course. So if that happens, I can still watch Get Out whenever I want. Yeah. And I do also hope, just like as a back on his house, I do think that like I I'm so relieved if that has ended if if that's true if we get to keep it uh in the U S permanently I'm so relieved because I really love this one. It's also very sad because this is a UK film like this right. is a British film that they're about to lose. Yeah, <laughs> like that's interesting. That's still so sad. That is strange. Um, all right. So, what'd you guys think? Well, I thought the uh, metaphors and the subtext of the metaphors <laughs> were really powerful. <laughs> no one who's listening that did that isn't able to listen to Patreon knows what you're talking about. Oh, did I say that on Patreon? I think you said it in this episode. Oh, did he? <laughs> I, I think don't so. Know. I, don't I can't. It all runs together. I don't know. And you know what? If you if you didn't listen to the Patreon because you're not a Patreon and you don't know what I'm talking about, that's on you, not me. We've been telling you to sign up for the longest time. That's fair. Yeah. Patreon.com slash slash radio. Yeah. Cheap bastard. Okay, I'm down. Uh, all right. Uh, this movie, to me, had its moments where I, I think it did certain things phenomenal. And we'll get to it. But I think that there were overall, it was a confusing movie. I think it, it, it lost its way in certain spots and got carried away in certain spots. But overall, I thought it was a good movie. And um, see, I don't want to be mean to it because it doesn't deserve it. But, Did you like that subtext? <laughs> yeah, the subtext of the metaphors. Yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, I, I just, I think they did things really well. And I think that goes, you know, you, we see movies all the time now. What I, with paranormal type movies, uh, Insidious, Conjuring, fucking, you know, that type of stuff. I hate them. 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 Paranormal activity. Or... Paranormal, no, paranormal activity was great. <laughs> oh. They didn't do a lot of the shit. See, that's damn you. At, <laughs> you you talk shit about paranormal activity. At least they didn't have like a fucking red face just pop up out of fucking nowhere like Insidious. Anyway, no, because that something would have happened. We're not. You're not doing this to me. I'm not gonna. I won't do it. Uh, I, I 
if it doesn't get carried away with shit like that, like Insidious and Conjuring and all that stuff, I get so happy, you know. And and it for a good portion of this movie, it didn't, but then it had spots that it did. So that that's really my overall take out of it. But for the most part, they did a lot of shit really well. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, with some of what he said, anyway, uh, they did a lot of shit really well. I'll say that. Uh, I really do like this movie. Um, it is a. I did find it a bit confusing on my first watch. Second watch, not so much. The second watch was today. Um, and I think it. Um, it 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 does such a good job of portraying like the refugee experience, which yeah. is something that we don't we don't normally get. Um, and uh, something I'm assuming none of us know anything about. So it it is interesting in in that fold. I think it's uh. It's a really well-made movie. I, I actually really enjoyed it. It is, however, the most depressing movie I think I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. It's I find up it there. Extremely fucking depressing, this movie. Which and is I, one of the reasons why I was trying to get you guys to watch Bring It On, Cheer or Die instead of this. Because <laughs> no. Bring It On, Cheer or Die, not depressing. I don't know. You seem kind of depressed after you watched that. Too. I mean, it wasn't very good, but um, it wasn't depressing. <laughs> i uh really love this one i think it's very well done i i can kind of see what both of you guys mean um because it had elements that were it had one cut in particular that kind of the first time i watched it was like wait what um but i liked all of the i I really liked all of the imagery um there's that one shot of him eating dinner uh, and he's, you know, up against that wall and it zooms out and it's in the sea. <laughs> and that's just, it's such, I, I think that's a very difficult visual style to pull off that like surrealism nightmare, <laughs> you know? I, I think a lot of movies have tried uh, and I don't think a lot of movies handle it this well because that was, it was a very striking image. Uh, that scene pissed me off at first because it, it was done well it was done very well and the subtlety in which it kind of transformed into that a billion percent but i was like how the fuck are you gonna just do this out of nowhere you know and then it turned into the dream and i was like oh okay but i, I was still kind of mad at first because i you know i was like what the hell are you doing but yeah no it <laughs> it i mean if you look at like you can do effects and they'll look great in certain you know certain movies do, when they do them well but i think the transition is what the most impressive part is it's like it's that yeah. slow fade out and things kind of start turning into what you want them to turn into yeah that was one of the things they did very well that slow pan and yeah even mm-hmm. just with the like visuals e- even before that when you do think it's more of a haunted house thing i i think the um I think all of the ghosts reaching through the walls uh, after all the holes have been put in there, it's just unsettling. Um, and then every time after that, when you're looking at that wall, it's like your eye doesn't really know where to go because you never know if someone is going to be standing behind, you know, like one of these thousands of holes in the wall. Like it just, it was, I think, very good at building that atmosphere. 
Yeah, and I, visually, this movie's stunning. There, there are a ton of great visuals um, throughout the movie. Um, I love the one of um, where he's like in the room, and all the people are coming at him, and then he turns the light on, and there's yeah. nobody there, and then the light goes off, and they're all coming at him again, and he manages <laughs> to turn the light on, and there's nobody there again. I thought that was really incredible. Yeah, it it looked great. And and the concept was cool with the light and all that. I get, but I don't know how I felt because you know it's a paranormal movie. But I was just shitting on Insidious for the red face and the over the top. Can we get anything in the fucking middle? You know, because these people, like the the ghosts they, in this movie, they were just people. And I I'm, think that's. Well, hmm. I I agree. It would have been better had they been the gabagool, motherfucker. <laughs> I think that's kind of part of the. I know it's hard because it's like I want to agree with you because I would also, as it happens, like something in the middle, right? Of that. Yeah. Uh, but I think it was really important for this movie specifically. Yeah. A movie that's about being haunted by people i i think it was important that they were just kind of people um and even even when they get into the lore the whole like um apath situation i i'm kind of glad i i guess what i'm saying is that there were a lot of things that have annoyed me in other movies that i think this one pulled off um because usually with the like long stories with the exposition and the you know i I don't think it's done well often. Uh, I think this indoctrination into another culture and getting that context was done so smoothly in this, you know, because, you know, if this had been an American film, we don't know how to do that here. We would have been like, oh, there's a witch doctor (laughs) and we would have gotten to meet the witch doctor and we would have lost like all of that, you know, folklore psychological yeah. element <laughs> like i just i that's the kind of thing you see fucked up so often in movies and it i think was just so seamless here yeah yeah and and, and again that's why i kind of it's hard for me to critique it like that because i know it's part of the story and what the i get it but visually to me it just didn't work that well because you know you turn off the light and there's no you turn on the light and there's nobody there you turn it off and it's just like a bunch of people in the fucking living room it's like what <laughs> I don't know. It it just didn't work that great visually because you get the first uh kind of scene of a of a ghost or whatever you want to call him, and you know the face is kind of distorted, like when he's on mm-hmm. the floor and looking in the hole in the wall and he moves. You get that distorted kind of face. I, I feel like there were ways they could have kept them human, but maybe I don't know. It, it just didn't work out for work for me visually. Mm. And that's that. All right. Also, uh, not to get another message, but I feel like the beginning of the movie was great. You get that ocean scene, which you really just wanted more of right away. And then you kind of get a quick, very quick. They didn't spend too much time showing you with unnecessary story. They just showed you that these guys were going through fucking hell in this center that they're in. And and you kind of feel their pain right out of the rip with it and the, the situation that they're in. And they read off like these bail terms. And 
Like yes. they just did they did such a good job, like I said, of showing you the situation there and now, but kind of setting the table for even nowadays, man. Like you get you get put out on bail and it's like in a lot of ways, it's just them putting you out there to give you enough rope to hang yourself because they know most people are going to just be right the fuck back. There are so many things that I love about that scene. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that was done so exquisitely. And one of the things that I think works best about it is when you don't know what you're getting into with this movie, it feels very much like you're walking into a haunted house situation. Mm-hmm. And I I love how that scene contributes to the haunted house. Because, you know, there are a lot of movies where, like, a rich American couple buy a house out in the middle of right. nowhere. And, you know, and then they're like, oh, we can't, we don't have enough money to buy another giant house. And it's like, go stay in a fucking hotel. Like, your kid's dying. But like, you know, they spend the time here where it's like, you know, they get 74 pounds a week or whatever it comes out to, uh, you know, and they lay out, I think, more for the audience even than for the couple where it's like, you know, you're not allowed to work. You're not allowed to supplement this income. Like they lay out all of those restrictions that people have in these situations. And it really feels like they're laying the groundwork for this couple is not going to be able to leave this house when they need to. And then the ghost is kind of already haunting them, which I think was a really clever subversion of all of the expectations there. Like, I think that's just so well done. They even said at this point, at one point, they said it followed us. Yeah. Yeah, I I caught that too, where it's like... Usually the haunting happens, except for Paranormal Activity, very ahead of its time movie. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah it's a Toby, Toby was haunting, what's her name? Bobby's girlfriend, with before the whole thing even happened. Mm-hmm. You know? Toby. So, uh, anyway, so yeah, I, I caught that too. That was interesting that they did that. Yeah. And I, I think they did it really well. Um, and I think it makes a lot of sense also, because like Rob was saying with this being just a very depressing film, uh, it this is, and also with it getting away with stuff that I think usually is not done very well, because a lot of movies have tried, but this one really tricks you into rooting for the villains. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it uh, really does. It, yeah. it suckers you in with the like feeling... Uh, societal failures and like uh and then it you know (laughs) gets you right at the end yeah but that one two punch it hurts (laughs) yeah it's pretty rough um you know the performances i think are are terrific throughout this movie too Uh, you know um i don't i didn't make note of any of the actors names which i guess i should have but the um the wife in the movie in particular, I think is fantastic because she, she just has her performance just has this underlying pain to it. And this just wanting to go back to the life that she had before, but there's no way for her to. And you know that, and I think that's where a large part of that depressing feeling of the movie comes from. Yeah. You know, she doesn't want to use utensils when she eats because that's not how they ate at home. And all she can taste is metal when she's using a fork. And it's just so sad. And there's so much pressure on, like, you can tell at the beginning he's kind of excited to 
you know, integrate and to learn different customs. And then it just like slowly becomes this pressure and then this obsession with him where, you know, and then you you see that because she was already hesitant to do those things. And it's just like building and getting worse and worse for her. And yeah. No. So, and I, I love also, um, because all of the things we've talked about, um, the refugee situation, the societal changes, the the customs, the uh, psychological stuff, these were all just, I think, aspects of, like, the couple's story, which mm-hmm. makes it feel, because I think if it had been about any one of these things, it could very easily have been preachy. And I don't feel like it ever crossed that line. It was just like, mm-hmm. it was presenting you elements of a full story. Yeah. Yeah, it's a well-rounded story. It's a well-written script. Um and it's uh tremendously uh acted. I I I really do enjoy the movie. I I I don't enjoy the movie. That's why I didn't want to watch it. <laughs> um I appreciate the movie uh for what it is. It is not a fun watch for me. Um it's not uh anything that I was in a hurry to revisit when Cat uh really pushed this one. Um but uh it is effective in in what it does. Um, also the score is really good throughout the movie yeah i paid more attention to the score this time around yeah i did too uh and the subtext and the metaphors (laughs) good 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 stuff can we um i just wanted to mention a couple of things when i mentioned when i said that they they did stuff well that a lot of movies don't and it's certain it's small shit to me man uh there was a scene the scene where he's pulling the rope out of the wall which was weird but um He's pulling this rope string, whatever the hell thing he's pulling out of the wall, and the doll is attached to it. Mm-hmm. But then that arm just comes and takes it back. It wasn't super jump scary, which I, I that's what I hate about some of these movies. Some of them are just jump scares for jump scares. You know, they touch somebody's shoulder. It's like, oh! And th- Looking at you, ones. James Wan. Yeah, yeah, James <laughs> Wan. Looking at you. Uh, someone else is also far too busy to do the show, by the way. Uh, at least that one, I believe. But they they let you appreciate the scene. They didn't make a loud fucking noise and do it super fast for that gra- jump scare. Look, they they did it normal speed. The arm came, it grabbed the thing, it pulled it back. It wasn't sped up. There was no super loud noise, and it was effective because it was it was an oh shit moment. It was a what the hell moment. It was done really fucking well. And immediately after that, they were set up perfectly for the turnaround jump scare perfectly <laughs> even the camera it's like they intentionally did it to make you think that it was going to do it and they never did it i was like oh my god i love this movie because they didn't <laughs> fucking do the shit like that and just regular they had a scene where uh one of the ghosts were like walking in, in like across the hall in another room and it's just like you know little shit man the movements it wasn't overly insi- uh insidious paranormal and it was just creepy as fuck. You know, they did they utilize footsteps really well in this to to give you a little bit of urgency. And I, I really just like a lot of the shit that they did, man. I, I we'll get to the parts where I felt they got carried away, but you know, for the the first half of this movie was a really, really, really good paranormal movie. It was a really excellent paranormal movie. It also back to the plot, um, back to the just like really great writing of it this is one of those rare instances where they tell you 
the twist really early in. <laughs> like, all of the clues very much are there, and he's called a thief by, you know, the Apath, like, really early in, and it just... You see him just continually not steal things huh. uh, until you realize that, like, what he stole was a person. And it's like, shit, yeah. you know? And it just, I, there are so many things like that where, you know, they, they lay that foreshadowing real early and it annoys the shit out of me. And then, <laughs> like, this one, it was like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> That's interesting. I don't think I even picked up on that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't link huh. him either. Yeah. That's interesting. I don't see like and that's that's kind of what I mean, man. Like now that Cat points it out, it makes perfect sense. You know, like <laughs> I didn't I just thought, you know, they called him a thief and that's why he was in there and you know, he's trying to reform and we're good people and all that stuff and he's trying to he don't want to go back. Never going back. Yeah. So, you know, that's yeah. what I thought that was and I don't know. Some you don't need to get that cute sometimes. It's still, it's cool that they did it, but I didn't catch it. <laughs> I don't think I caught it until I this is uh yes, this is my third time watching it today for the show, and I don't think I had caught it until my second time through, but it I remember the shock where it was like, "Oh no." <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I didn't even notice it. Uh, what else do I have? No. Oh, another thing. I left this out on stuff that they did well. The footsteps on the floor, like mm -hmm. where you see like the mm -hmm. imprint of the feet. There, that that was creepy as fuck. That scene. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. You locked the chick in the house. Yeah, that that uh, <laughs> seemed not safe to me. <laughs> I laughed so hard, man. You know, for some reason, Rob. I know you'll appreciate this. The 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 feel I got from that was like Eddie Murphy. Remember when yeah. he was doing the stand up about his, his father saying his wife's not allowed to leave the house? Like, <laughs> I, just, I felt like, the, what yeah. was he doing? Yeah. Which was an interesting term because all he wanted her to do at first was go out, right? Right. Yeah, he wanted her to go outside. Yeah. And then he locks her in the house. And, and I kind he, of liked that too because it was like he was very adamant about her going out, but only on his terms. And then when she started to actually do it and feel more comfortable expressing herself to him, he was like, nope, shut it down. Shut it yep. all down. Yeah. He took yeah. the doorknob off the fucking Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> like, what the I hell? I was like, damn, if there's a fire, everybody's dead. <laughs> this motherfucker. Holy shit, that was funny as hell. Yeah. Um, There was also, I think, a, uh, one of the more powerful scenes to me is when she does go out. Speaking of that, when we see her walking down the street and she comes across that group of three uh, young guys and, uh, you know, they don't treat her very kindly, telling her to go back to Africa and all that sort of thing. Um, it's just sort of an interesting, uh, it's a scene that really stuck out, stuck out to me just as the way that, the, you know, these outsiders were sort of treated um, yeah. as they were trying to acclimate to their new environment and their entire world had been turned upside down and they had to leave their home and all that. And they pick, you know, kids of color to do that, which yeah. I feel was even more powerful of a scene. Yeah. yeah. It uh, was because it, it transformed it from a racial situation to more of like a nationalist mm -hmm. situation. Right. Like they have nobody, man. 
you know, yeah. like even people that look like them don't want them around. Like that's they they really isolated them. They showed you how isolated they are. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I it was a very good juxtaposition to his going out scene where he's singing the song with the locals. Yeah. 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 That was a fun scene though, him singing with those guys. Made me want to start watching soccer. No. <laughs> No, it didn't. You don't want to watch soccer. Just go out there and sing with guys. You don't have to. They'll look down at his feet, cat, and they won't talk to him. <laughs> what are you saying about my feet? Because you'll have Crocs on. You've got Crocs. Oh, on you know them. I'm gonna have Crocs on. Crocs are the best shoes ever. Although it's getting a little cold now. It's getting a little harder to wear Crocs. <laughs> it's cold. You know what I mean? You had a draft on your tootsies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have to get some. Maybe I get some of those fur-lined ones. <laughs> what? Be yeah, no, they have the ones with like the fur in them. <laughs> get out of here. Literally, get out. <laughs> Hold on. Fur Don't look them up. They're going to be in your search. You know, I'm going to send them to you in a minute. I already have steam power giraffes coming up on my YouTube. <laughs> I, what else do I have to? Holy shit. Look at these some bitches. You have got to be fucking kidding me. I got it. Okay. The show has to, has to wait. Hold on a second. Cat. I don't want to see that. <laughs> what would you do if Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy pulled up to pick no. you up and he got out of the I car? I would not get in the car. <laughs> to open the door for you because he's a gentleman and he's wearing these. I would not get in the car. Look at those things. Look man. at them. I'm. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. What's wrong with them? Everything. Oh, they still have holes in the toes. <laughs> Fuck. No. What Bad. the fuck is that? <laughs> it looks like what? somebody stuffed a cat in a pair of fucking Crocs. No, it's so you can wear them during the when it's cold outside. <laughs> so dumb. That is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. These are shoes you can't wear in any season. In summer, they're rubber. They should make your fucking feet sweat. And in winter, they're too cold. They're the greatest shoes ever made, though, somehow, right? <laughs> so odd. No, this no, is no. Oh, my God. I can't stop looking at them. <laughs> I can't stop. If you wear those, I don't even know what I'll say. That That's is... the same. That's what you got to wear in the winter. Keep your tootsies warm. I like that you've no. taken the tootsies. Yeah, I do like that. That's a good term. <laughs> anyway, Crocs aside, I did send another pair in there. Uh, I don't know if I'm ever going to be the same again. Here we are. What else did this thing have? Uh, well, the second pair you sent just looks stupid because they're like pink or whatever. It looks like a dead Muppet on your foot. <laughs> you pick, you pick the ones that look dumb on no, purpose. No, they all look dumb. <laughs> they all look like that, just less bright. Yeah, that Cat. reaction that you're having is how I <laughs> felt looking at the first pair. Cat, I'm going to say this again on the record this time. You are getting cranky in your old age. You used to be fun. <laughs> Welcome to Dark Don't Side, Cat. Don't call me cranky too many times. I have not announced my pick yet. I, I have time to go back to Mother. <laughs> Terrifier too, goddammit. I didn't do nothing wrong. <laughs> I'm sucking up to the birthday girl. I'm smart. Does everything wrong, Cat. All right. Um, the scene where he's talking to whoever at the fire in the dark. Mm -hmm. 
uh, I didn't like it because it's like it changes it from to me. It changed it from like a paranormal movie to I don't know. Like it was just weird. It was a very weird scene. It's just me. Oh, see, I loved that scene. I maybe not the entire scene, but I think one of the most powerful, one of the tensest moments in the movie is like right at the beginning of the scene where he lights the candle and he's like, now it's time for you and me to talk. And it's like, shit, dude. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever seen anyone in a paranormal movie get down to that much business with a ghost. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, uh, that that was kind of what was weird to me. Like he's straight up handing him a knife and something. Yeah, don't do that much. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, what were your thoughts on it? Well, it was fine. I it didn't uh, strike me one way or another, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it was sort of a, you know, it's kind of a baller move, right? Where you're like, now you're talking to me, motherfucker, <laughs> right? Like he's gonna whoop that ghost ass. I I do kind of like that, but. Um, it didn't really, uh, I don't know. It's, it, had you not brought it up, it wouldn't have stuck out to me one way or another, to be honest with you. Because then he's like talking shit to the ghost. Like, oh, you can't touch me and this and that. It's like, well, mm -hmm. that's usually the thought of any ghost, but everybody knows that's not true. So I don't know. It, I just didn't like that. That's what, that is the moment where it kind of started getting away for me. I also kind of liked that. Um, I, I see what you're saying, and I felt that way, I guess, a little bit through the middle on the first watch. I also like, though, at the end of that, like you just mentioned, where he gets kind of cocky, yeah. uh, and he thinks that the illusions can't hurt him, and it's like, but he doesn't realize, and I think that's the thing, is you have to look at it through his shoes, where he's like, he's been really afraid of this thing, and then he realizes that it does not have the power to hurt him directly, and he's like, yeah, I'm fucking invincible, and he doesn't realize that it's been changing him, that his behavior is getting different, that there's a rift growing between him and his wife, that all of those external dangers are already there yeah. to take him down, even though, you know, the ghost can't pick up the knife and hurt him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's always the thing. I, I, I it, You saying him not noticing is true. I, I didn't quite grasp that. But yeah, it's like, yeah, he's already winning. What do you mean? Like, I think he just doesn't, like, I think in that moment, he just doesn't realize that the ghost is on the winning side of yeah. this. Like, like, damn. You know, he, because he's been seeing it as, like, a much more straightforward problem where he's like, this ghost is going to come out of the wall and kill me. And then he realizes, oh, shit, it can't. I'm fine. <laughs> and it's like, but he's not. <laughs> yeah, no. I don't know. It started with, and then you get, you know, <laughs> uh, homegirl breaks out of the house. It's fucking great. Uh, and I, it, oh, go ahead, go ahead. That's the scene. That was like the one scene that really confused me on my yeah. first watch. Um, it didn't get me on the second or today because I have figured out the timeline by now. But the first time I was watching, I was like, oh, what the hell is happening right now? Because at first I thought her friend escaped, and then I thought maybe she had made it back home, and then, you know, it... <laughs> yeah, like, she just escaped, like, her husband's, husband's holding, her ca there. holding her captive, and 
She had all these demons going around and she had to stab him. Like that's a big deal. He just stabbed somebody. And, you know, she just starts hugging this girl and everything's fine. Like she just forgets she escaped for her life, maybe. And she's in a you know, just this room with a bunch of women sitting around. Yeah, weird. the first time I watched that, I was very confused. Rob, what would Tom Atkins have done in that room? Oh no. <laughs> in what room? The room with all the women sitting around. Oh, he would have made hay in that room. You know that. <laughs> uh-huh. Whatever he did, he would have done to completion. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I asked that question. Uh-huh. Would Tom Atkins wear magenta fur lined Crocs? <laughs> if he did, he'd make them look damn good, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Tom Atkins would slap the shit out of you if he seen you wearing shoes like that. We don't know what kind of footwear the man wears. Didn't you meet him? Did you not look at his feet? No, I was too mesmerized by the mustache. That's the problem. Everybody (laughs) who meets him is mesmerized by the mustache. They don't notice anything else. They have fried chicken Crocs. (laughs) Just so you know. Figured I'd throw that out there. KFC Crocs. Um. That for some reason I googled Tom Atkins Crocs and that's the first thing that came up. Just really, don't yeah. Google that. <laughs> Colonel Sanders, really? <laughs> I don't understand why. Uh, I I don't know. And then you know we get down to, uh, I I don't know how in depth you guys want to go with this whole revelations he, she's having with these women and. She tries to tell him to kill the the husband. And uh, by the way, this is another movie that's not very well known. We're sorry for the spoilers and whatever. If oh, you haven't seen yeah. it yet, you know, what are you gonna do? Uh and and like it cuts back to a scene where like there's a room full of dead people, and it's like I was so lost. That Mikey, that's the metaphor. Oh, okay. <laughs> for the the subtext that was laid earlier in the movie, mm-hmm. <laughs> can't believe you didn't understand that, you dummy. I'm sorry, I don't know, but yeah, I and it was a cool scene, yeah, because she's staring and he's coming to get her, and I'm like, what the hell is going on here? And then it cuts back. Like, I thought all those women were dead, and then it cuts back to the women, and I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then she tells her to kill her husband and get her kid back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. you know, then he cuts himself. The floor starts cracking. The landlord ain't gonna like that. No, not at all. They're already pissy about the walls. Yeah. And I don't know, man. That that monster, ghost, demon, creature, whatever came out. The effects were done great. It looked phenomenal. I just... That's a weird look. That looks more like an alien than a demon to me. Hmm. I didn't really get alien from it. I didn't get demon from it. Yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Should have been painted like Gene Simmons and Kiss. He's the demon. We would have known. <laughs> oh my god! He, and he didn't have no peach. No, I didn't notice. No peach. <laughs> no, I did not notice that. But um, I thought it looked fine. I didn't. I wasn't thrown off by the look of the the witch or demon or whatever the fuck it was supposed to be. I don't know. Was it a witch? I don't know. I didn't understand what yeah. the fuck was happening in this goddamn movie. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like a witch. She didn't even. He didn't even have a hat. 
<laughs> How's a witch? All witches have hats. I thought that's how it was. I don't know. It had a ward on the nose, though. Oh, did it? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I had a ward on the nose, but no peach. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, that I I really did, like the ending I found to be really powerful. I really did enjoy the ending of the movie. Yeah. Um. As a matter of fact, I, when we when we get to Port Noise, the ending is a large portion of my score. I think the ending was really powerful. I think that it pulls this off better. And I'm gonna get this is my hot take of the episode. I liked this end more than I liked the end of the Babadook, wow. uh, which I think also had I'm a very okay powerful that. ending, but I did not get it my first time around. Like, this one I got right away. I understood what they were going for. The imagery was very powerful. I was 100% on board. I think the Babadook did it first, but I would argue that it did not do it as well, because if you don't understand the metaphor and the subtext of the Babadook, you're just like, the fuck, they keep it alive in the basement? Right, like, yeah. what kind of dumb shit is this? Uh, and then, you know, you, you take, like, five seconds and think about the film, and you're like, oh. <laughs> but, like, this one I got right away, you know? It was like, yeah. yes. Okay, well, hang on. Wait a minute now. Because yeah. the way I read it, and for everybody listening as well, I, I didn't look too much into it. Because, again, keep in mind, too, I was already halfway checked out by the end because it got confusing it had a lot i didn't like so you know it, i i was i was losing interest and i was kind of at that point just waiting for it to be done and the, the alien didn't have a peach i was all over the place at the end so <laughs> i just kind of looked at it as she just let go of this hope for her daughter and she said you know what this is my husband i love him i gotta kill this thing and keep him and we're gonna be happy and together forever i didn't look really much further into it than that so you guys are talking all this immature stuff anyone who's listening to explain for us please well i wasn't even talking well that wasn't as powerful to me as it was sad um, right. but because it confirmed because at that point the movie had been playing a really interesting game with like who's right and who's wrong and right. like how are they going to make up for these things that you can't really bring back that was the moment that she's really lost as a hero. Uh, that that was more of a sad moment for me. Uh, I and Rob is going to have to confirm what he meant. I think the powerful imagery for me, the the ending that really stuck with me, was seeing all of the ghosts still living in the house with them. Like because okay, of the decisions yeah. that they made, this is guilt that they're going to have to carry with them forever. Okay. Uh, by not facing a punishment, and or in her case, for not you know making the i don't want to say the correct choice but not making you know the noble choice <laughs> rob yeah yeah it's pretty much the same thing i mean the fact that they're going to be haunted by these things that, are, that they've done uh for the rest of their lives and and these ghosts are always going to be with them um but i also found a little bit of hope in there and that they had uh decided that that was going to be their home and that's they were going to move forward and and they were Maybe they were going to have to live with these things, but that was just part of the deal. They did decide to live with it. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, because it does play. I, I mean, the movie throughout plays with, um, you know, these moralistic choices or, or you know, who made the who's the bad guy. And then, uh, you know, 
all these sort of things. And, but there are so many shades of gray, you know, because of the situation that they're in, in this war torn country that, uh, where people are seemingly being slaughtered, you know, for no reason. Um, you know, it's awful hard for me to pass judgment on anyone who does anything to survive in those, in that circumstance. Yeah. Um, and it's like you said, like, there is kind of that hopeful element. And I think a lot of it happens from, like, the ghosts are no longer crawling around and hiding at night. Like, they mm -hmm. kind of have let them into their home. Like, they're out in broad daylight. You know, you can kind of feel that oppressive, like, weight of them because they're all packed in there. But mm -hmm. they're being acknowledged. Like, you can see that they're people they're being remembered more as they were and i, I yeah i i think there was a hopeful undertone there for sure yeah yeah the ghosts aren't hidden away in the walls anymore i forgot about all that to be honest with you i was thinking <laughs> the end is when she cut homeboy's throat yeah i i thought of that as a positive thing kind of like you guys were saying like towards the end of that it's like you know they're out they're not you know coming at them with a knife anymore in the dark <laughs> they're kind of just standing there and to me it was more like a like a piece like they're all kind of they're all still there but you know they've learned to live with each other and you know what whatever she killed kind of took that 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 darkness out of there is the way i looked at it and then it really is kind of it makes her decision i think more powerful because if you look at it you obviously you can take this as like a straightforward paranormal he they had the opportunity to make a chance with the witch and they didn't do it and now they have to live with regret but i think <laughs> and all the ghosts all the ghosts live in their house forever but i think there's also like a more psychological interpretation of this where what if there is no witch like what if there were no ghosts what if this is a psychotic break that they're having because of the guilt in, in which case i do think it makes her decision to save him much more powerful like i think mm -hmm. that makes it much more you know because when <laughs> when you look at it straightforward it's like you know they pretty much he, you know he at least paid for his life his new life here right. with you know the life of someone else's child who drowned which is terrible like it's a very terrible tragic thing and then he doesn't take the opportunity like she decides for him that they're not going to take the opportunity to correct that. Whereas, you know, if you look at it from a more psychological standpoint, you know, where this is just a coping mechanism for them, there was no way to ever make it right. Like that was not a thing that was ever going to happen. And she saved him and now they're working through it. And I think from like, depending on how, depending on how literally you want to take the movie, um, I think kind of depends on, how you see the characters by the end which is an interesting dynamic i never looked at it as you know when she said the 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 girl that the um i i never remember characters names i apologize but you know the main woman the main character she, yes as she's talking to the older lady about getting her daughter back and you know she had that flashback and all that stuff uh you know it <laughs> I looked, I got like Pet Cemetery vibes. You know, like I kind of, I felt like, okay, it, it's probably possible that they could do it for whatever, you know, this witch demon, what you know, whatever you want to call it. The, whatever this witch is saying that they can do, I'm sure they can do it. But mm -hmm. even if she gets her back, like what, it's, it's someone who's been dead. 
Like we've seen enough yeah. movies to know that's not monkey's paw and all that that it's not going to happen <laughs> in a in a clean way. So I kind of just looked at it as, you know, her having that hope and being a mother and wanting her daughter back and like you know obviously it's it's terrible that this this girl died, but I just looked at it as you know they were in a shitty situation and something shitty happened and this is just guilt torment you know emotion and everything that's hanging over them and manifesting in these you know being haunted by these these spirits and whatever so you know that that's shoving your head into the story and really engulfing it and all that so that that's the way i looked at it that it was you know kind of trying to use their emotion and what they really want against them into getting this guy giving him his soul and it was never going to be a good ending anyway with with that so that that's how i looked at it and i felt like she overcame it because I, I don't know, I just did not think that they, that was going to be clean if that even happened. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that that's fair. That's my <laughs> interpretation. But then again, there was the metaphors and the what, Rob, that I might have missed now. <laughs> the subtext. The subtext. <laughs> yeah, there's a whole subtext and metaphors and everything. <laughs> right. Very confusing. All right. Uh, are we ready for Port Noise? Uh, I've got oh, right, uh, right. reviews, ratings. Yes, yes, yes. Um, here in the exact opposite of last week's uh shock for me with Funhouse, his house has a one hundred percent critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. Really, one hundred percent. Um. Uh, the audience score still about seventy four percent. I don't remember exactly what it was with Funhouse, but I feel like it was right at. It was close to seventy four. It was in the seventies. Yeah. yeah, I think it was right uh, around there. Um. Yeah, which honestly, I, I can see. So I liked this movie. Um, I usually don't agree with critics. That being said, I can see this being a critic favorite. Uh, because there's just so much to pick apart with this one. Like it feels like a very critic style of movie in the best way possible. Um, but the IMDb score is uh worse than either of those. It's a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Wow. Oh, I didn't even talk uh, while I have the IMDb page open. I almost the first note that I wrote down for his house was that this is my favorite Matt Smith movie, which is not true, but only because I keep forgetting that Matt Smith was in Last Night in Soho. <laughs> uh okay. Because he looks so different in that movie. He also looked very different in this movie, but I think he did a good job. I This is one of those movies, because I always, I always pick on Matt Smith, and then I feel bad, because it's like, I don't have a problem with Matt Smith. I have a, peop- I, I have a problem with the people that, like, write for Matt Smith. I think he was the worst doctor. I really fucking hate him in House of the Dragon. I don't think that's his fault. I think he does the best <laughs> with what he's given. Um... And this is one of the movies that made me believe that Matt Smith can act. Like, I think he did a great job in this. I think he was great in Last Night in Soho. Um, I think he just chooses... He was in fucking Morbius. I think he just chooses bad things to be in sometimes. Hey, man. I'm sure they're paying him pretty well. I was going to say, Morbius <laughs> money spends just as well as Last Night in Soho money does, I guess. Sure it does. I guess it does. Yeah. Um, But yes, uh, so... IMDb, um, not as good. 6.5 out of 10. Uh, the reviews for it, I have a good review. 
And then, uh, so usually I try to pick like one ten and one one. And uh, this time I've chosen a ten and an eight. Uh, but I feel like uh one is a criticism. (laughs) So we'll start with the ten. Um, ten out of ten. As far as I'm concerned, this was the perfect horror movie genuinely terrifying in parts uh and also giving in giving a view into the world of human experience that encompasses human born horror loss grief desperation striving and hope i really cared for these characters and what happened to them their story i also felt like they were believable in their struggle with one another their love for one another their tragic loss of community and connection they're being thrust into a cold thin alienating lonely new life in a strange land great actors great script and engaging story Great camera work, and yes, a twist. For me, there's a lot to like here, and I will be looking out for more by this filmmaker. Okay. Um, which I, I, it much more eloquently summed up a lot of things that I really liked about this movie. Uh, I thought it was a good review. Um, eight out of ten, not what I was expecting. Uh, going in, I thought I know what this film was about. I mean, oh, hold on, wait, ah. Reading the wrong thing. I have too many tabs open. I apologize. Um, uh, eight out of ten. Not a, not a horror, but a great drama. What a magnificent film! Using traditional horror elements, the creators of this movie show the real life horrors of genocide, PTSD, survival, and the guilt that comes with it. Absolutely heartbreaking, fantastic film which touches topics unfortunately most left alone in our society. Highly recommend. Okay. Which, um, I don't, I don't feel as positive about that review. Um, I don't disagree with most of the individual points, but they pointed out that it uses traditional horror elements and then said that it was more of a drama, which I think implies that they don't do the horror elements well. (laughs) Like, it never says that, but I feel like... I feel like that's the subtext to use Rob's word. Yeah, I mean, what's interesting about that is while I was watching it, I actually thought this would have made an excellent drama. They they probably didn't need the horror elements of the movie, to be honest with you. Um, I I don't nec- I don't agree with that review though. I think the horror stuff was done really well. I just I don't know really that. Well. I think they could have told the story without them. Yeah. I- I could see them having, yeah, I I guess. But I just, I'm glad that they didn't, though, because I liked what they did so well. I like some, I like most of what they did with the horror, yeah. Um, and then I do have an 8 out of 10, uh, which was the one that I almost read accidentally. Uh, not what I was expecting. Uh, going in, I thought I knew what this film was about. I mean, a film in 2020 about two black refugees going through the immigration system in Britain. How can it be anything but what I'm expecting? But I was wrong, and I'm glad that I was. Another reviewer said that this was quote-unquote woke and a commentary on immigration, but it isn't. This is a film. Of, this is not a film about race or differences in race or the difficulties of adjusting to living in a new country. It's not trying to say anything about the immigration system. It's just telling a story that happens to involve new immigrants to a country. Saying that this is a commentary on immigration is like saying Jaws is a commentary about water safety or Die Hard 2 is a commentary about airport security. 
The film is a supernatural horror about the desperate things that people will do to survive and the consequences of those actions. And it's one of the most entertaining horrors I've seen for a while with some genuinely unsettling scenes. I can only hope people don't dismiss it because of a few ignorant reviewers who see imaginary agendas wherever there are black characters leading a film. Yeah, this was not a woke movie to me. No. No. (laughs) Which, again, uh, I wanted to bring that one up. It was an 8 out of 10, which still left it in the middle, but I just, it summed up a lot of things that I wanted to say more eloquently than I knew I'd be able to say them drunk. Um... (laughs) I don't. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that review. I think there's plenty yep. of commentary about refugees and and their experience, and certainly commentary about trying to adjust to a new, a new country and a new culture that you're not familiar with. Um, I don't. You know, using the term "woke," I think is something that dumb people use to dismiss things they don't understand. But um, I I think that uh, I I think all that stuff is is there. I think it's uh, all there. I think it's. I, what I took away from the review and also I guess from the movie is that it wasn't about any of those things. Those were all just elements. Like I, I think they. Story. I think they objected to people saying that it was about immigration, because it's about guilt. Uh, and people were just kind of overlooking all. Yes and no, because one, I don't think it's about immigration as much as it is about refugees, and I think there's a difference there. Secondly, it it is about guilt, but the guilt that they have is mostly from the things that they had to do to survive while fleeing their country. Um, so I think it's all the same thing. They used a perfect situation to for for their story and what they had to do, because that's the type of shit that happens in scenarios like that. I mean, right. I, I don't think it's they they didn't they didn't focus much on that. They used parts of that of immigration refugee whatever you want to call it they use parts of that to fill in what needed to be filled in to you know make sense in the scenarios that they're in but it wasn't about that it was about them being haunted by these kind of like rob said things that it's, yeah rob give him a candy bar please it's all part of the same thing Here, here's the thing this is my one trivia note for this movie okay um, and I could not find budget or anything else because it's Netflix and they don't release any of that shit. But what I did find was while researching the screenplay, Remy Weeks, uh, who's the director, was struck by how many immigrants were sold on coming to the United Kingdom because it's the land of Charles Dickens, James, uh, Jane Austen and the royal family. In reality for immigrants, it's gray concrete housing estates and deprived areas, something that he wanted to bring to the film. Yeah. Um, so he's clearly, maybe the film's not about that, but there's clearly the commentary there. Yeah. I I talked to a friend of mine who lives in the UK and there are situations, you can't just sell your house because you don't own it. Usually it's owned by the government. You have to trade. And I, I'm sure this isn't the entire, this is what they told me for most people there. Unless you're wealthy, like you have to trade properties, which means if I want to move, I have to find someone who is willing to live where I'm living and they will let me live where they're living, which if you're in an upper tier of class, you're probably not going to do. You know, like, why would I live in a willingly trade my nice neighborhood and nice house for a shit neighborhood and a shit house? Like, why would I ever do that? And that. I don't know, man. Like, 
again, I I do deem things woke when it's like, you know, just using certain shit for the sake of using certain shit and kind of exploiting things just mm-hmm. to get that that feel and that vibe and it's useless. I mean, that that isn't what they were doing here at all. They were just telling a story and that was part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's like uh, that, people like that are just looking for that shit. And as soon as they see it, like, oh, that's what it is, and they turn it off. It's like, well, did you watch past the first 10 minutes of this movie? Or did you just turn it off and assume? Yeah. Nah, that's stupid. Candy bar, for sure. What no, I think he was arguing against that. Though. Oh, was he? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I think that was oh. the whole thing is that people had told him oh, okay. that it was woke and he's he's compelling people to try okay. and watch the movie because it's not just those things. It's good for him, about man. guilt. Uh and then I the lowest review that I found today, I didn't save it because it was pretty much it. It pretty much went through that whole, I felt like it was more of a drama than a horror. It wasn't scary. I hated it. <laughs> like, more scares. Uh, and it was still like a four out of ten. Like, I didn't find any ones or twos today. So, even though the IMDb rating is low, the reviews were overall pretty positive. The only the only difference that I see in this in a Conjuring Insidious movie is it had it didn't have stupid jump scares. And it actually had a movie that's not like a stereotypical paranormal movie story. Like it had a yeah. story like you guys mentioned earlier that made sense instead of we moved to this house and, you know, all that crap. And, you know, it, it didn't have dumb jump scares out of nowhere, which makes it yeah. better. It doesn't make it less of a horror movie. Yeah, I definitely think that makes it better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good for them. All right. Um, uh, but yeah, okay. who wants to Portnoy? Rob, you go first. You're you're always ready, and I, I I need to hear yours first, if you don't mind. Um, yeah, that's fine. Um, so the movie, it's it's a well made film. It's well acted. It's well written. It looks fantastic. The score is tremendous. I think almost it's too well written, if that's such a thing. Um, yes. And that it, uh, the the story and the characters are so well rounded that it tackles maybe too much all at once, um, and somehow it 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 works, but it doesn't. Like I feel like I'm still very confused by this movie, and I've watched it twice. Um, and I think it, it's because the movie it's almost too well written and it's trying to do too many things all at the same time. Overall though, it's a very good movie. I give it a 7.8. Damn. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think it was a good movie. I think it was a really good movie. I mentioned they did a lot of stuff very, very well. Uh, they left out a lot of bullshit that you see in modern paranormal movies. Uh, but they also had some of the bullshit that you see in modern paranormal movies. They just kind of back-ended it instead of putting it in your face immediately, which I still appreciate nonetheless. Uh, story was really good. The acting was really good. Uh, The witch was terrible, though, in appearance. That really bothered me. The story got kind of got in its own way. 
And, you know, I, I don't want to be confused on watching the movie. You know, especially something that should be pretty straightforward. I, I'm a, I appreciate that they didn't make it generic, but we, we got to find middle ground here somewhere. I'm going to give this movie... Uh, I'm going to give it a 5.8. Damn. Yeah. All right. You're harsh. For some reason, it's screaming 5.8 at me. Low, but... Uh, yeah. Allow it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, my whole thing was, I, like, I found parts of this very confusing, too, but yeah. I wasn't going to penalize the movie because I'm dumb. <laughs> I, I, I agree that you're dumb, but I don't think it was only <laughs> because you were dumb. Like, there was just stuff that was confusing. I was sitting there like, what the fuck uh, is going on? Hey, you just didn't get the metaphor subtext. Neither <laughs> did you. <laughs> yeah, 5.8. That's where I'm living. All right. Um, I have... I, I've talked very fondly of this movie. Um, like you guys said, the acting, the visuals, um, the story, all incredible. I think that the plot just resonated on a lot of different levels. I liked that it was open to some interpretation at the end while still having that powerful moment at the end. Um, that pretty much worked no matter how literally you wanted to take the movie. Uh, my one complaint, because I when I look at all of the pros on paper, it's like getting up there into my nines and tens territory. Like these are all things that I say about movies that I rate really, really high. The two things that keep me from getting it like all the way up there. I don't like, I, I don't think I could rewatch this a bunch of times. Cause like Rob said, it's, it's heavier. Uh, it makes me a little bit sad. Uh, and the other thing is that I didn't have as much of an appreciation for it on my first viewing. I, For a nine, it has to click that first time, I feel like. That being said, very critically well done. I love this one a lot. I'm going to give it an 8.8. .8. Jesus Christ, Cat! I, I expected Cat all, to give it a nine. It's Damn. got all the elements that I really like. It. It's so close to being a nine, but it's yeah, just, it's I, not quite there. I really thought she was going to give it a a, a nine. I, I this is a cat movie. If ever there it's was a, a cat, cat movie. movie. <laughs> um, oh, actually, high. wait, hold on. I'm sorry. I'm going to give it an eight point seven because it's got Matt Smith. <laughs> is that wrong? <laughs> uh, I'll give it an eight point eight. He did really well in it. <laughs> okay, I'm glad you said that before I said what uh, I had to say because it's official uh, now. I'll if, knock a point one off of my score when I Portnoy House of the Dragon because that has Matt Smith in it. Uh, okay. Or if we ever do Morbius. I'm glad you said it before I, 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 I got to speak because All right. <laughs> this movie is Slasher Radio approved. Oh! It, well, good for us. I can't good believe for us. It. it is Slasher Radio approved. I did not see this fucking coming. It is exactly a 7.5, which is what requires a, an approved movie around wow. these parts. If you would have dropped it to because... an 8.7, you would have fucked that all up. Matt Smith came so close to ruining this for Matt me. Smith almost fucked up everything for Cat. <laughs> and that would have been too bad, too, because he just only... said he was good in this movie. I only would have hated him more if he had fucked this up for me. <laughs> yeah, that would have really screwed things up, wouldn't it? Wow. Damn. Okay. That's crazy. Wow. You really that that really yeah that would have sucked because you said he was good and if you would have taken know. points off just for the sake of yeah that would have really been a kick in the tush. 
It would have been. Here's the thing is that, like, when I see that he's going to be in something, I get so exasperated. And then I'm surprised when he's good and stuff. And it's like, I guess it's really just not his fault that he's always the worst character and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you saved your tushy there, Kat. You almost right. really screwed yourself out of the Being movie. fair to Matt Smith has paid off, and I'll try to be less mad at him. Instant I say karma. See? About to watch. <laughs> oh, no. To... It's tomorrow. The <laughs> the House of the Dragon finale is coming up, and I have a feeling I'm only going to be more mad at Matt Smith. <laughs> well, you know what? It, you being nice to him, you got instant karma. This is a, I, I cannot believe you were that high, though. Wow. I, I knew she liked it, Rob. I didn't think she was going to do all that, though. No, no, I really I, like I, it. I expected really? a nine. Yeah. God damn. Ain't that some shit? And even the stuff that I don't like, I feel like is critically hard to penalize it for, you know? Like that whole rewatchability thing. I think it should count, but I think it should only count so far. You know? Because yeah. there are, like, like Schindler's List. I'm never going to rewatch Schindler's List. I'm not a masochist, but like mm -hmm. critically, it's a great movie and I'm not going to, you know, yeah, harp on it cuz it's sad, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, that wow. That I'm really I I can't believe this is approved. Damn, I didn't see this coming. I thought that it was going to be approved when I heard Rob's score and then when I heard yours I was like, "No." Yeah, <laughs> probably yeah. not. You are, jeez. All right, I'm a little flabbergasted here. I didn't see this score coming. I thought Rob was high, and Cat's usually higher than Rob, but I seen that coming. I didn't think it was this high. All right, I so... like horror movies. Wow, <laughs> a little shot at me out of nowhere. Jesus Christ! So we we've had mo most... wait. If you think that's a shot at you, I think maybe you also think you don't like horror movies. I love horror movies. Do you? Absolutely. <laughs> This gave All Hallows Eve a seven point eight, a uh, six point eight rather. Love horror movies. So you just don't like good horror movies. That's all right. I see. I gave the highest <laughs> score to Hellraiser. Damn it! You gave this more. You gave this a, le a worse score than All Hallows Eve. Th this is a very different movie than All Hallows Eve. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. Very. <laughs> I expect way different things from something like this than All Hallows Eve. So to be fair, and All Hallows Eve is more, more in my wheelhouse. You get a psychopath, you know, cutting people's heads off, and you know, I'm gonna be more prone to like that. That's the way yeah. I am. Yeah. Uh, or you get somebody like Michael Myers losing fake wrestling matches in the sewer. We all that's like a good different movie. things. A damn good movie. <clears throat> we all like different things. All right, so that's it for this episode. We've accomplished a lot today, guys. We did. And that's it for this episode. Go to SlashyRadio.com. You check out all of our articles, episodes, interviews right there. Uh, Perfect Hub. And uh, go to Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Slash Radio. Uh, that, that's another one. Birthday picks get people in trouble around these parts. But Patreon picks, too, are not like they're, they're dangerous. So I feel like they've been getting better, right? Yeah. Yeah, I do yeah. feel like the the patrons. I I give them a I give them that much credit. They've been getting better. Although we got this wild card new person in there now. Yeah, I was gonna say we got Lee in there. Nick's been been bringing the wood with some good picks. He's stuff. been strong. He's been strong. Yeah, Leah, I just don't suck, Leah. Please. <laughs> Back to don't suck. Uh, all right. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. The only way you can get in on these giveaways that we uh, did earlier 
and we'll be going forward. Go to the Patreon, sign up, and uh, you get involved. We're picking our monthly pick. Yep. I'm going to send a Blu-ray copy of Get Out straight to that traitor dummy. It's not a traitor. <laughs> she was on my team. Now she's on yours, I think. That just makes her smart. She doesn't make it a poor little traitor. Uh, yeah, so go over there, uh, sign up. Tier starters always do it all a month, guys. It's not like some of these, some of these patron patrons, uh, patreons, these other shows. I've seen twenty dollars. Don't get me wrong, we do have a twenty dollar tier. Those are the you know Chris and and Greg, I believe is a twenty. They get the get the hose tier. Mm-hmm. Much, 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 much appreciated. But you know, as far as you know, I've seen tiers starting as low as like bottom is twenty dollars for some of these mm-hmm. shows. We're not doing that. Uh, also, by the way, Patreon, uh, it, they had it set up to where every month, the beginning of the month, the first of the month, you are charged for whatever your play, you know, your tier is. They charge you the first every month. I always mm-hmm. hated that because if people sign up the twentieth, twenty fifth, thirtieth, they pay for their their tier. And then they can build again on the first. Yeah. So it's like, damn. Uh, Patreon did update their terms to where you get billed reoccurringly. Like every day, the day you signed up, the next month you get billed again. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. So much more uh, user friendly, which we do enjoy. Uh, I'm glad they finally did that. And uh, yeah, like I said, tier starting slows so $3 a month. We're talking about doing another commentary where we do a watch along and uh those those are interesting uh the last one we did was that um uh italian guy in the what the hell sweeney todd was that the last one yeah that was the last one we did did we do a watch along for that yeah i don't i don't know i don't remember what we do you don't pay attention huh you don't pay attention what oh my god <laughs> uh, check out uh, follow the show at slash radio. You find out all this stuff. Any last minute things, it goes up on the Twitter first. So go to uh, follow us at slash radio on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Mikey's Dead. You want to give me a follow? You can do that. Do so there. And Rob, where they finding you? Uh, I'm on Twitter at Radio Rob one two three. And uh, you can listen to this horror life wherever you're listening to Slasher Radio. You can hear me and Cat cutting it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore Valor, V-O-L-E-U-R. You can check out my website, catvalor.com. And I made an appearance on a show this week. Uh, you can check me out over on YouTube at Voices from the Mausoleum, where I, co- where I guest host to talk about your next. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, you shit. finally got to talk about it, I huh? finally got to wow. talk about it. It's on YouTube? Yeah. What is that? Voices of the Mausoleum? Uh, Voices from the Mausoleum over on YouTube. Uh, You can see my face. You can see uh, my zombie. This was like mid-cold from two weeks ago. Oh. Uh, I look dead. (laughs) Oh. I can't wait to check that out. Dead cat. Nice. Yep. (laughs) Uh, She asked if I wanted to reschedule because I was sick, and I was like, no, I will talk about your next immediately. I must talk about Today. it. Today. <laughs> oh, man, I, I completely forgot. Yeah, uh, I'm glad Kat did that. I, I forgot to uh, give uh, Screen Quest a shout-out. I, I did an appearance on there. Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay, I did. <laughs> yeah, Rob was hardcore to me for it, really. Uh, so check them out at Screen, at screen 
I keep calling them Scream because they're Scream right now. At Screen Quest Pod on Twitter. Uh, that was a fun conversation. Uh, the guys over there, they were very nice to me and uh, invited me back too, Rob. What? Yeah. yeah. Oh, twice? yeah, they did. Yeah, it's actually ridiculous. <laughs> I brought up Greg's uh, Jaws 4 being better than Jaws on there too, so. They said he's not welcome. They really did. <laughs> Uh, so, what was the voices from the mausoleum, right, Kat? Uh, yes. Okay, go check them out. Uh, support everything we're doing, guys, damn it. And we'll be back next week. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best of Slasher Radio podcast. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yep, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.